Today on the program, you mean coitus? It's the Big Lebowski. Welcome to the Rewatch Party, everybody. Yeah. I'm your host, Nick, and with me, as always, are the undies to my ringer, Lowe's and Brandon. Chop, chop. <laughs> that's right. How are you guys doing? I'm doing well. That's right. Welcome back. You're, yeah, yeah. Whoa. All right. Hey, Ooh. I'm good. <laughs> <You're> good. Welcome <laughs> back. Lowe's is ready to go. We have been wanting to talk about this movie for a while now, and here it is. As we said up top. Today we are talking about The Big Lebowski from 1998, written and directed by the Coen brothers, Joel, Joel and Ethan. They're the famed auteurs of such brilliance as Fargo, Oh Brother Where Art Thou, Intolerable Cruelty, Burn After Reading, Inside Lewin Davis, No Country for Old Men, Raising Arizona, and the list just goes on and on Me, and myself, on. Irene. No, no, that was... Uh, Different Coen brothers? That wasn't these Coen brothers. <laughs> A lot uh, of Cohen brothers in the in this industry. There were also because these are just C O E N, but they're C O H E N, and they also did Garfield, and that's why Bill Murray signed up to be in that Garfield movie because he operates. You have to call and leave a message on an answering machine, and if he decides to do your movie, he gets back to you. So he got a message about Garfield by the Cohen brothers and thought it was the Big Lebowski guys, uh, and went for it, and then showed up <laughs> and was like, ah, oh, fuck, fuck. Now why he did the second one, I don't know. Paycheck, I'm sure, but he's got um, eat. Anyway, so these guys just fucking make amazing movies. Like, they know how to make insanely convoluted, just off-the-wall plots that are just hilarious. And it's almost always like you're every man caught up in some giant criminal ordeal, right? Like, like No Country for Old Men, dude just happens to find the bag of money and then it's getting chased by the killer. Raising Arizona, Nicolas Cage just wants to fucking get diapers for that kid. Just crazy shit's always happened to these I'm regular people. I'm trying to think of which ones I've seen that aren't that other Cohen brothers, because those are the only ones I'm thinking of. At and the also the Me, Myself, and Irene, aren't those? It's not even Cohen. Isn't that the same guys that did like that? That's the Fairley Brothers. Fairley Brothers, oh, okay. that's I'm, it. I'm confusing yeah. the Fairley Brothers. Something about Mary, yes, Dumb yes, and Dumber. Yes. And what was the one with Stuck on You, with <laughs> Craig Kinnear and Matt Damon, or like uh, Conjoined Twins? Siamese Twins, excuse me. Uh, but they weren't identical. I, the Siamese twins don't have to look the same also? Uh, no, they're just no. twins. It's just well, conjoined? they're stuck together, yeah, conjoined. Yeah. So yeah. They, can, they can be fraternal or identical. Got it. I'm glad we figured that out. All right, either way. At least the, the ones that I know. The ones you know? Yeah. <laughs> Are they fans of that movie? Yeah, yeah, they love that movie. They love that movie? Finally, one that discusses their plight. They, they actually... And nobody would a- capture it more accurately than the Farrelly brothers. When I'm people sure. say that protests don't work, look at, just look at them for an example. What? <laughs> they were protesting those movie theaters for years. Until they finally got a movie. And they huh? got the movie by the Farrelly brothers. And then they and got they stuck, stuck on you of all fucking things. <laughs> <laughs> this you. is what you Thank give you. us? <laughs> I mean, at least Matt Damon's in it, so that's something. But Jesus. But it's not like Jason Bourne. Yeah, not Jason Bourne, Manhattan. Or uh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Manhattan. <laughs> Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. Uh, I was taking a drink of my white Russian. That's right. We are drinking white Russians. 
of course, you kind of have to. I'm drinking a Caucasian, Gary. A Caucasian. <laughs> Hell of a Caucasian, Jackie. Um, all right, so before we dive into this, I do want to cover Ooh. some uh, correspondence. Correspondence. We've had some correspondence from listeners. Uh, I was informed that in Batman Begins, it's Killian Murphy, not Cillian Murphy, as we kept saying it. Who's Cillian Murphy? He was the Scarecrow. The he- Peaky Blanders guy. His, oh, okay. his name is Killian. It, it starts with the C, but it's a hard C. Okay. And we kept saying Cillian, so... Silly us. Yeah, silly us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Uh, all right. Second note we got uh, that it was not a monorail. The L in Chicago is not a monorail was the note we got. The L in Chicago, Chicago. is not a monorail. The L is what they call it. It's an elevated The elevated train. train. So they oh. call it the L. Well, yeah. does it have one rail? No, it is oh, not a monorail. So, yeah, but I would like to say that they weren't on the L in that fucking movie. They were on the Wayne train. They crashed <laughs> it. Obviously, the L is still standing, so that wasn't the L, all right? But yeah. then upon review, it also was not a monorail. So, yeah. monorail. <laughs> I know. We monorail. milked that so hard. It, it, it still so wasn't even so monorail. Uh, third and most importantly, I have been told that my Doc Brown impression is E-Mac-U-Lit. Hyphenated like oh, that? Oh, absolutely. Nice. Yeah. So there you go. Excellent. Thanks for writing in. We, we like feedback. Those uh, come in on the tweets? I, uh, no, they came in uh, mostly by text. Ah, excellent. The name's I, Lanley. Live oh, Lanley. <laughs> and I have um, before you good people tonight with an idea. Probably the greatest. Oh, it's not for you. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. Monorail. That's not for monorail, you guys. Monorail, monorail. Okay, so now we're just going to start the movie. Usually I go through the cast, but I think everybody's seen this. We know who's in it. We'll talk about them when they show up, you know. Anyway, so we'll just uh, power through. So uh, first time I saw this, I don't know about you guys, but I was at a house party, right? Fucking music going, staying around, drinking, flirting, doing all your things you do at house parties. And all of a sudden this guy's like, yeah, I'm just going to put on Lebowski now and like turn the music off and put this movie on. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Why would you do that at a house party? Yeah. And I was like, what is this fucking thing? And then by the end of the opening apartment scene of the dunking and the golfer and the whole bit, I was like, you were hooked. okay, now wait a minute. What the <laughs> fuck is this? And I was completely, and then I think like the next day or maybe two days later, I went and rented it again because you have to watch it multiple times to fully wrap your head around this movie. Um, so it's just like, I don't know, it's really stuck out ever since then. And I don't know if I was introduced to it in any different way, if it would have had quite the weight. I feel I watched this only on Comedy Central at times. I don't. Oh my God. Was, was it one of those sh- movies that was always shown on that station back in the day? I could see that, but God, editing this movie, I mean, <laughs> how many... Well, there is an edited portion, uh, like... One of the iconic lines, fuck, I shouldn't have said that, but one of the, when I'm going to fuck you in the ass, there's mm-hmm. some weird something to oh, do with Oh, that's right. A there's like a big, uh, this is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. Yes. Is a yeah. big, a big <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really, really weird. Uh, so it has been done. It has been. Yeah, kind of like you, the first time, first couple of times I've seen it, it's always more just kind of background noise. This was actually the first time I've actually sat down to watch really? it. Really? So I'd really? seen it like multiple times, just kind of have it on in the background while you're doing shit at a party. And every once in a while I look over and be like, ha <laughs> Yeah, but like enough times where I kind of get it. Yeah. But actually to sit down and watch it. Yeah, I mean, I had one friend that he and I would like, we would quiz each other and get down to like, what were the four notes that the teacher wrote on Larry Seller's homework that he found in the car? Like we would get, God damn. 
really specific because we had seen this movie way too much. So use a dictionary. Uh, who is he? Who is he? Spelling and uh, fuck, I can't remember the fourth one. Name the fourth one, and you yeah, uh, right in with the fourth one. You win a movie. You win one of our movies. That's right. Yeah, this isn't like the emergency con- or exit contest I tried to do, where it's like you win a shirt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was just going to be a red. No, you will get one of the DVDs that we have reviewed. We will all write a personal message on it and mail it to you. So we may even still send you a shirt. Might even still get a, a shirt. shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, right in with that fourth uh, teacher's note. This should be easy to figure out. First email wins. Okay, so my DVD. I don't know how many. Uh, I have the hundredth anniversary, not of the movie, obviously, but of Universal. 100th anniversary edition of this. So it starts off with this guy talking about like forever films and how they had to restore this and they had to get the audio from this copy and the video from a Argentinian copy and all this stupid shit. And I was just like, I don't remember that a lot watching this before. I think it's something. Did you guys have that when you watched it? I didn't. No. uh, It's like an old stuffy guy in a library talking to you. No, I always had. When I did get the DVD eventually, I had the 10th anniversary one, which came with these coasters. Yes, the nice coasters, which I don't have that one. This is the only one that I can see or find right now. Oh, yeah, well, he's got the yeah. I'm the Walrus. You got I'm the Walrus. Yeah, it, there I, should be Walter around here Yeah, somewhere. Walter's, you do have Walter somewhere. But So this must be something they put in for the, the special Universal Studios 100th anniversary release. And that one guy, so proud of his Universal Studios. <laughs> Prime, my goddamn production companies. I forgot. I had we that. took pride. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right. So the movie opens on a, a desert-like landscape. We got the song drifting along with the tumbling, tumbling, tumbling down. Yeah. Um, and uh, Sam Elliott. I mean, you don't even need to know that Sam Elliott, and then you hear that voice like, "Oh, Sam Elliott." I can hear the mustache talking to me right now. Uh, also, the, the free, with those freezer door flaps, uh, freezer door flaps. <laughs> I always call it mustache. The, the the lip broom. The lip broom. It is a big. It's like a fucking shop broom. One of those real <laughs> thick, bristly fuckers. Yeah. He has a like, flavor saver. Lip. Oh my god, dude! That's <laughs> so, you had. Oh my, the way that thing would save flavor. He needs to fucking comb it out afterwards. Um. Also, I had a so I had a buddy from music school. His band released a CD after I had already left LA, and he mailed me a copy of it and used the sheet music for "Tumbling Tumbleweeds" as the packaging, and I thought that was pretty amazing. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It means nothing at all, but that's just kind of a fun thing. So, uh, Sam Elliott and his flavor saver telling us about Jeffrey Lebowski, although he goes by the dude. Is not a moniker anybody would self-apply where I come from. That makes me think of uh, Back to the Future 3. He's like, come on, dude. Oh, yeah. Are you yellow? Are you yellow? Oh, yeah. Did you just <laughs> call me Asian? Dude, look over yeah. here, dude. Yellow? No, all right. I feel like that's one of those words that was like a real bad word. Well, yeah, dude. Well, dude was a it was like a horse term, right? Wasn't about breeding like when you had a like studding out horses, dude. That's why dude ranch then became a term for prostitute brothels. Oh really? really? Yeah, that's what I'm I not thought it was. I thought that's what I thought that correlation came from. I made me made that up. Somehow it has to do with penises. Anyway, I almost wrote this opening narration out word for word because it's that wonderful. But we got we got time to worry about here, so just fucking watch it. But then if I did that, then I'd have to write the whole movie out word for word. 
Um, so he's starting a story, and as the, the desert landscape kind of comes over an overpass, and we find out, oh, we're actually in L.A., and Jeff Bridges, as the dude, is wandering around Ralph's. He opens up the half and half and smells it in store <laughs> to make sure it's good, which is awesome. Uh, we get the line about, he's the laziest man in L.A. County. Just puts him high on the running for laziest worldwide, <laughs> which is just fantastic. Was it? I, I've never been to London. I've never been to France. I, never, I ain't never seen no queen in her damn dundies, as the feller says. <laughs> uh, it's just so good that randomly we have, like, the old Wild Westest of all cowboys in this fucking modern tale of Los Angeles crime. I love it. So, um, also interesting to note, during the movie, any music that you hear, any soundtrack music, always turns into, it's called diegetic music. Which What's is that a, mean? A term I just learned, and I love it. Oh. Uh, diegetic is is music that the characters can also hear, but it's a part of the story. Oh, I thought oh, it like was coming through that, the radio. Yeah, or so like we okay. get tumbling tumbleweeds, and as we get to the dude in Ralph's, it's playing over the speakers in the store. Oh, I thought and, I thought man, it was Scientology that you inject directly into. No, that's when you're, dianetics, not no. diegetic. <laughs> you got to do it when your blood sugar's low. Yeah. That's it. That's the one. Oh, but only type one. Type one. Yeah, the, type, the type that you get, not the Diabetics. type that you earn. That's type two. The type that you earn. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, all diabetic listeners. Uh, so anyway, yeah, like Tumbleweeds turns into the, the supermarket music. So every instance of music in this movie turns into that somehow. And I think that's pretty fucking, and just almost something you don't notice, but just a cool little detail. So when he goes to check out uh, HW... Hey, w. Yeah, says he's talking about Saddam and this aggression will not stand. This aggression will, will not stand. stand. So That's right. Wouldn't be prudent. Wouldn't be prudent. My Read impression my of H W come is, down and get some broccoli. Really, just me trying to be Dana Carvey. Get some <laughs> broccoli. She brought it home. <laughs> she chopping broccoli. <laughs> oh my God! If anybody gets that, email us. You'll get the second DVD. My dollar. She went downtown. She chopping broccoli. <laughs> She chop a broccoli. She uh, chop a broccoli. <laughs> I did not think that Lebowski would turn into Dana Carvey stance. Shit, I gave away the answer. Never mind. No second DVD giveaway. All right. So anyway, he's writing a check for 69 cents. Giggity. 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 But it's dated September 11th. Now, that's not part of the 9-11 conspiracy. It's just something I've noticed from watching this so much. I never it's noticed impo- that. It's important to note that the date on the check is September 11th. Okay. Anyway, so. What year? Uh, 98. Okay. Or maybe maybe 97 to, for filming. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the, the... Well, the movie's supposed to take place in 90. Is it? Yeah. Oh, so then never mind. 90, so 90. I guess. Uh, have you ever written a post-dated check? I have. I used <laughs> to chase checks waiting for payday. Where yeah. you write one for over <laughs> so that you have like 10 or 20 in cash. Uh-huh. And then when that one's about to go through, you have to write another check over and deposit that cash in your account before the first check goes through. <laughs> It's called chasing checks. It's it's a bad time. I've never done that. Oh my god! When you get paid twice or like twice a month, yeah. Ooh, sounds time, rough. T- times is hard. So no, wait, what? you write up a check? You you write a check. You like you go buy something, and you know you can't afford it. Like you go into this grocery store, uh, and we would go to Aldi's because Aldi's is cheap. Or well, at least at the time was cheap. It's like the it was the food stamp store. The only place it would take them. It was like. When you have no fucking money, you go shop at Aldi's. You get for five dollars a ammo belt looking package of hot dogs. You know, it's like Sam's but for food stamps. Yeah, essentially, <laughs> but yeah, nothing's legit. Nothing's name brand. Even store brand is just like 
a question mark or Insert whatever. Name here Basically, on the white packaging with bold black print hot dog. You know, it's cheap as shit. So you pack up there, spend fifty bucks, but you only have twenty in your account. All right, so you write the fifty dollar check, but you write it over. So the early form of getting cash back, essentially. Basically, yeah, if you write the check over, you can get cash. And then you take that cash and you have to go put it in your account before the check clears. But then you're like, oh, fuck, I wrote that one forever. So now you have to go somewhere and write a second check over to get that amount in to cover the first one that you're using to cover the groceries you couldn't get. It's like a self-inflicted pyramid scheme. Oh, it's (laughs) awful. It's terrible. And you have to keep doing it until payday when you're like... Because I worked at a fucking fast food restaurant, so my $200 bi-weekly paycheck... Would come in and immediately find, well, at least I don't have to chase checks now, but our fridge is empty, so now I got to start it all over again. <laughs> and the cycle starts and the again. Cycle, <laughs> and the circle of life. And it kills our credit score. Uh, yeah. So anyway, he, uh, he postdates a check. Well, he writes a check for September 11th. Anyway, he, and also he picks up some stuff from that HW speech. That's a common thing in this. He hears somebody say something, he repeats it later, or he sees something and it comes into play later. Um, then he's dancing up the walkway to his apartment, and then the movie fucking starts. The second he walks in through his apartment, the dude grabs him, shoves him into the bathroom like his bowling ball swings and crashes, like breaks one of the door jams. You see the half and half that he just fucking wrote a hot check for goes splashing all over the yeah. wall and slams his head down into the toilet. Uh, asking, where's the fucking money? Where's the fucking money, Lebowski? We, uh, I think it's down there. Let, Let me, me get a closer look. Where's the fucking money? <laughs> where's the fucking money, shit, man? And they're like, where's the fucking money, you little brat? No, you're on the wrong one. All I can see is where's the fucking money. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, like, what the fuck is this? Obviously, you're not a golfer. He pulls, my favorite was always when he pulled his sunglasses out of the toilet and just shook them off a bit and then put them on. Uh... My wife, man, do you see a fucking ring on this finger? The toilet seat was up, man. Oh, this guy's. Yeah, oh, there it is. Yeah, so uh, woo, keep up with y'all. Woo piece, woo piece, pisses on the rug. Woo, exactly. Thank you. Uh, he's like, not on the rug, man. Man. And then when they call him out, this guy's just a fucking deadbeat. Yeah. Well, at least I'm housebroken. And then we get. Uh, Bob Dylan's The Man and Me with all the la-la-las and this bowling montage and the guy spraying the shoes, which again also comes into play again later. Um, So as the song fades out, we meet Steve Buscemi. He's Donnie. Rolls the strike. Woo! Roll rocks tonight. Mark it, dude. Um, And as he walks back to the seats, Walter, played by John Goodman, and the dude are already discussing the rug and everything, right? So... They're, they're going through this rug situation. And, like, the guy who pit on my rug, I can't go give him a fucking bill, man. What are you talking about? And they're talking about the Chinaman. It's like, these aren't the guys that built the fucking railroads, dude. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Come on, man. I'm not trying to scam anybody. Uh, so, Just giving a head. Yeah. yeah uh, so I also get this line about... Yeah, they're just talking about Chinamen. That's why they can't... Not the guys who built the railroad. But then he says, also... Uh, dude, Chinaman is not the preferred nomenclature. (laughs) Asian American, please. What the fuck are you talking, you know? And, uh, so this reminds me of one time when I did work at a gas station. Uh, Dara's Fast Lane in Aggieville, for those Manhattan, Kansas listeners. Uh, I was working there and a buddy of mine was in talking to me. And, uh, some crazy 
guy who's one of the Aggieville elite. They were the, the group that were just like a little bit off in the head. But he came in screaming because the guy that ran the Chinese restaurant down a little further down in the strip, whatever, wouldn't give him a discount or wouldn't let him like take free food home from the buffet or something like wasn't giving him the free shit he wanted, basically. And he just came in bitching about the Chinaman down there, that Chinaman, that Chinaman. So my friend pulls this line, like, Chinaman is not the for nomenclature, Asian American. <laughs> and this crazy guy looks at me and then looks over at him and looks back at me, and I just shrug my shoulders, and he just turns around and walks out of the store. And I was like, that was the most amazing, <laughs> fucking perfect thing I've ever seen in my life. That was beautiful. Uh, so anyway, that was that happened. That's why I brought that up. So then Walter puts into his head, we need to find the other Lebowski, the rich Lebowski, mm-hmm. the big Lebowski. Oh, that's fucking interesting, man. That's, that's fucking interesting, That's man. fucking interesting. So, and Donnie keeps trying to speak. And you shut the fuck up, Donnie. Were you listening to the dude's story? You're out of your element. Then you have no frame of reference, Donnie. Um, <laughs> and they totally do this, the whole movie, because whole movie. the movie they made just before this one was Fargo, where Steve Buscemi's character just fucking talked nonstop. He's like motor mouth the whole time. And so they thought it'd be funny then in the next role to be constantly shutting him up. <laughs> Interesting. Shut the fuck up, Donnie. Yeah, exactly like that. Shut the fuck up, Donnie. Um, and they were right, because it's fucking hilarious all the <laughs> yes. time. Who peed on your hook, Donnie? Please. Um, so the fuck, that, what the fuck's wrong with Walter, dude? <laughs> He's like, why is he telling me to shut the fuck up? What the fuck's wrong with him? What's wrong with Walter, dude? Were you, <laughs> just, were you listening to the dude's story? No, I was bowling. Then you have no frame of reference. You're like, a, you're like a child who wanders into a middle of the I think that's a bit later when he keeps talking about I am the walrus. But, yeah. uh, so, so we go to visit the Big Lebowski, where first we meet the wonderful Philip Seymour Hoffman, who's Brant. <clears throat> yes. Like, all of his, here's all of his achievements, and here he is with Nancy Reagan. Uh, he did get to meet with the president, but there was no chance for a photo. And, and uh, he's like, oh, look at all these kids. Uh, Oh, yeah, those are uh, Mr. Lebowski's kids. Oh, so uh, racially, he's uh, pretty cool. (laughs) Well, they're not actually his kids. Those are the little Lebowski urban achievers. Also important to note, because that comes up again later. Um, Then we finally meet uh, Lebowski, played by David. room for one more. Oh, yeah. Oh, (laughs) you never went to college. No, uh, I did. I uh, just spent most of my time on various administration buildings, bowling, smoking tie stick. You know how it goes. <laughs> but David Huddleston comes in. All right, you're a Lebowski. I'm a Lebowski. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. And so he's just not falling for any of it. Like, you don't go out. Are you employed? You don't go out looking for a job dressed like that, do you, on a weekday? Is this a... What day is this? Always <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, looking for a handout. I never blamed anybody for the loss of my legs. Some Chinaman took them from me in Korea. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um, so it's like, yeah, but they were looking for your rug. So every time a rug did, is... Did I piss on your rug, did sir? I piss on, no, no, who pissed on my rug? So every time a rug is mixed a bond in this fair city, I have to pay for it? No. It really tied the room together. Yeah. It, your wife, my wife! It's not the issue. It's like, holy shit. Come on, man. I'm not trying to scam anybody here. (laughs) There it is. Yeah, and we get the, you're Lebowski. I'm the dude. So that's what you call me, that or his dudeness or the duder or El Duderino if you're not in the whole brevity thing. (laughs) Um, Fucking just like so many great lines. So many great lines. So uh, the big Lebowski just starts screaming at him. My advice to you is to get a job, sir. The bomb's lost. 
So he just says fuck it and puts on his glasses and walks out and you can hear him. Yeah, oh, fuck it. Fuck it. Yes, that's your answer. That's your answer to everything. Tattoo it on your forehead. Newsflash, the bum's lost. And you can hear him screaming that as he walks out of the room and shuts the door. You can still hear him screaming, the bum's lost. And, and Bram's like, how was your meeting, Mr. Lebowski? Oh, good. He told me to take any rug in the house. Okay. <laughs> so then it's Brant and the dude, and then one of the servants carrying a rug over his shoulder, leaving the house, and we go past the pool, and this is where we meet Bunny, played by a young Tara Reid. <sighs> oh, man, in this movie, she's something, isn't Smoke she? Smoke show. This is, this is before, I don't know what happened to her. She ended up in them Sharknados, and she's just not <laughs> what she used to be. But in this and that first American Pie... Yeah, <laughs> I love his awkward laugh and his like nostrils are even flaring and everything. It's so good. Uh, are you sure he won't mind? Oh, he doesn't care about anything. He's a nihilist. Oh, that must be exhausting because he's passed out in the pool. I fucking love it. I love it so much. So Brant can't watch her. He has to pay a thousand dollars. That's where we get our first glimpse of the nihilist Uli. He he comes up quite a bit. Um, so Brant finally is ushering him off. He's like, uh, I'm just going to go find a cash machine, which probably what I would do also if a 1998 terror read offered me that. Not that 1998 Nick had $1,000 to speak of. But I but even thought about like 1000 bucks for a blowy. Like, no, that's, um, that's way too terror much. Reed? Yeah, 98 98 A 98 $1,000, though? What's that now? What's the... It's at least I, two. I, that's like $2 million now. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea, but... I was a fucking junior in high school. Well, sophomore into junior. Oh, yeah. You would have paid $1,000. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I had it yeah. abso- from fucking 1998 Terry dude, I would have sold my mom's car for that blowjob. <laughs> I don't know, Mom. Somebody must have stole it. You got insurance, right? <laughs> um, so, anyway, back at the bowling alley, Walter shows up with his ex-wife's dog. He says it's a Pomeranian. It's definitely not a Pomeranian. <laughs> I like how like he, a little terrier or something. How he's like, what the fuck is that? And he's all like kicking at it a little. No, he goes like, oh, oh, I think it's oh. a Pomeranian. <laughs> yeah, like he is. He, he's so uh, that actor John Goodman is just so good, dude. John Goodman is fucking brilliant. And he's been in so much. He's like the the Coen Brothers go to. Yeah, and his characters are always so like different, but crazy in some way. But he just fucking nails it. He nails this every goddamn sure. time. But yeah, like. That's not what I'm asking you, you asshole. I'm not saying what kind of dog. I'm saying, why the fuck is there a dog running in here? My ex-wife told me to fucking take care of her dog while she ran off with her new boyfriend. I'd tell her to fuck off, and I'd board it. First, First of off, all, dude, you don't a, have an ex. Yeah, you don't have an ex. <laughs> it's a show dog with papers. You can board it. It'll lose its hair. Well, I wouldn't bring it bowling. I'm not bringing it bowling, dude. I'm not getting it fucking shoes. I'm not I'm buying, buying it a, a fucking beer. beer. It's not taking a fucking turn. <laughs> God damn it, I love it so much. So, um, they're sitting there, and he happens to look up just as Smokey is rolling, where we meet this character, Smokey, and he rolls and gets eight pins knocked down, but Walter's, over the line! What? Your toe slipped over the line, Smokey. Smokey, my friend. You're entering a world of pain. Yeah, so they're arguing back and forth about Market 8, Market 0, Market 8, and he pulls a fucking gun out of a sock, and... <laughs> Points a gun at Smokey. It's like market zero. And this is, of course, the the super meme 
of John Goodman pointing a gun to am I the only one who gives a shit about the rules or it's the, am I the only one around here who and then whatever the mean parts on the bottom but this, this is your partner is the whole world gone crazy am I the only one around here who gives a shit about the rules exactly so I always wondered did Smokey go over did the line he? and you said you had a I paused right at the moment where after he goes over the line because he's talking out of nowhere and he yeah. goes over the line and then it, you keep pausing until it gets right to Smokey and look at his uh, it was it's his left foot because if he's uh, uh, yeah if you're bowling it's going to be his left foot and it is not over the definitely line not over the it line it is definitely not over the line if you look at it you can see that he's he's behind that line God damn it Walter pulled a piece threatened a man's life. <laughs> Or nothing, but of course he ends up marking his ear. Are you fucking happy now, Smokey? This isn't Nom. There are rules. This is our first reference to Nom of like four thousand references to Nom in this movie. That's this right. This isn't Nom. There are rules. And then he fucking like quickly unloads the gun and puts it back away. League game, Smokey. You're fucking crazy. League game, Smokey. It's, it's, a, league it's game. a league game. That's a that's a Walter trait is where he constantly like under his breath repeats the same thing. That's like I'm calm now. I'm calm. Yeah. League game, Smokey. But he's Calmer not than letting you are. go of it. No, definitely not letting go. Uh, so they, yeah, uh, they, they're leaving and they're walking out to the car. He's like, Smokey has some severe issues. What, you mean beyond pacifism? He's fragile. <laughs> I did not know that. I did not know that. Oh, well. Uh, was, I myself dabbled with pac- pacifism. Not nom, of course. <laughs> fucking, am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. You're just an asshole. Which is also fucking great. And would you just calm down? I'm perfectly calm, dude. Waving a fucking piece around. Calmer than you are. <laughs> Calmer than you are. Calmer than you are. <laughs> Calmer than you are, dude. Oh, I love it so much. So then he's then he gets home. And he's making the first white Russian of the movie. Here's where we are. He's standing beneath his giant poster of Richard Nixon bowling for some reason. Um, yeah, it doesn't seem like he doesn't care. I guess that's what and he it is. There's more, he cares more about the bowling than the politics. That's of it, right. right. He probably doesn't even know he's a Republican. Uh, the, the dude is Republican or Nixon? No, is? that Nixon. Oh, because <laughs> he doesn't concern himself. Uh, he's with that. very political. He wrote the poor Huron statement. Yeah, the, the, first, <laughs> the original draft, not the <laughs> copper my second draft. Um, did you hear about the uh, Seattle Seven? That was me and uh, six other guys. people. <laughs> um, but here we got the great song in the background, which you can hardly see. We definitely look up the song Her Eyes Are a Blue Million Miles by Captain Beefheart and his magic band. Fantastic song. I love it. Um, so anyway, his answering machine is playing. He's got a lot of missed messages, and they let us know that Smokey turned Walter in yep. for pulling a piece. Then Brant says, please call us. Then the league calls and says, we uh, heard that someone pulled a firearm on the lanes. And if this is true, obviously, you'll have to be disqualified. And then again, Brant says, you have to call us. And then his, his landlord knocks on the door, played by Jack Kegler, uh, and is talking to him. And uh, he finally got his venue. Finally got his venue. Finally got my venue. Oh, for my, out, cy- for, for my cycle. For my cycle. And then he says, also, dude, uh, tomorrow's already the 10th. Far out. Far out, man. So, you know, just slide it under the door. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he needs to pay rent. It's the 10th and he has to pay rent. But this is why writing the check for the 11th, he wrote it at night and then gets home and gets assaulted. The next night he's bowling with his buddies talking about it. So that's already one day. Then the next day after that, he goes and talks to the big Lebowski at his house. And uh, so it's been at least three days later and it's only the 9th, because tomorrow's the 10th, and he wrote a check for the 11th. So that means he postdated that check 
like five fucking days for 69 cents. <laughs> he postdated that fucking check. Interesting, yeah. That's <laughs> so, digging deep in that one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's just one of those things. That, like I said, when you watch it a lot, you notice. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm going to definitely notice that now. Yeah. All right, so now we're back at the Lebowski Mansion because he's got all those calls, and he's sitting at the fireplace just really hamming it up. Uh, he's got the rand- ransom note, and this is where we get, uh, do you mind if I do a J? And he's reading the reading the note where he we get his voiceover reading the note kind of over the big Lebowski. You don't get to hear what all he's blathering about, but, you know, bummer, man. It's a fucking bummer. bummer. Uh, is this what makes a man? Uh, sure, that and a pair of testicles. Um, bunch of great shit here. So Brant informs him that he is to take this beeper and await the call, and then he has to act as courier. And why me? Well, we think maybe the rug pissers did this, and you are in a uh, you, you are you are in a rug pissers. Well, dude, we just don't know. But you are in a unique position to say so. I think the rug pissers did this. The rug pissers did this. So then we're back at the bowling alley again. Because we are always back at the bowling alley. And then we get, hey, 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 what is this fucking... Wait, no, not yet, not yet. We get... We get a little bit of this. I'm jumping... Yes, right. We get the sexy Hotel California. <laughs> this is the uh, version done by the Gypsy Kings. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Now you guys see the close-up in, like, pulling his glove down... Getting all ready to He's bowl. that ball. And he gets up there. With his purple jumpsuit. His purple jumpsuit and his hair and that fucking super hairnet. John Tuturo playing the Jesus is so perfect in this role. Did you see that? And I love how that- it's timed that just as he hits the strike and then it comes back and he's just starting to celebration dance right as this kicks in. He does this little dance there. That's yeah. right. So, anyway, this is how we meet Jesus. And, again, John Turturro absolutely nails this role. He's fan-fucking-tastic in this. And um, That Quintana I can fucking roll, that man. That Quintana can fucking roll, man. Uh, I actually overheard once at a party someone saying, Oh, dude, I heard the English version of that song from Lebowski. Oh, God. Really? And I could not believe it. I couldn't fucking believe it. Fucking America's youth, man. I mean, I guess at least they're that familiar with Lebowski, so that's good. But, yeah, he's like that, that Quintana can roll, man. He's like, yeah, but he's a pedophile. He's a pederast. He's a pederast. Uh, no, he is confirmed. He's on the ridge. See, I've got, a, move, I got a clip here for you. When, well, yeah, how's it going? Fucking Quintana. That creep can roll, man. Yeah, but he's a pervert, dude. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for real, no. dude. <laughs> he's a sex offender with a record. He did six months of Chino for exposing himself to an eight-year-old. Oh. Huh. When he moved to Hollywood, he had to go door to door to tell everyone he was a pederast. What's a pederast, Walter? Shut the fuck up, Donnie. <laughs> Perfect. It's better. Shut the fuck up, Donnie. So, uh, eight-year-olds, dude. So they're uh, they're talking more about the about the case, right? About this whole thing. Yeah, I got the beeper. Uh, I got to go act as courier. He's got it clipped on. Yeah, he's got it hanging on his shirt. But what I a, told him, what if know. it's during the league game? No, I told him. Uh, you know, if it's during then, uh, then I can't. Um, but also, this is where we first get the idea. He puts forth the idea that maybe Bunny kidnapped herself. Yeah. 
you know, uh, uh, it's like Lenin says, uh, look for look for the person who will benefit. And um, I am the walrus. <laughs> I am the walrus. I am the walrus. I am the walrus. No. V.I. Lenin. Vladimir Ulyanov. It's just like those fuckers in Vietnam, man. So we get another Vietnam yeah. reference here for no goddamn reason. Uh, but I God, I love that. I am I'm the walrus. Um, it's so, like what Lenin said. Yeah. You know, you, you find the person that benefits you the most, and you and like. I am the walrus. You. I am the walrus. Yeah. I am the walrus. <laughs> I just I don't know how how many times I had to try because there's only one line in this entire movie that's improvised. Other than that, everything is scripted and worked out. Interesting. So that means all of this had to like the whole constant interruption, the three way conversations, stepping on each other's toes, like that all had to be worked out. And I don't know how much time they spent to get that rhythm of it down it so, so good. fucking well. It's perfect. Every and all three of them are like the top actors right about this, now. I mean, yeah, I mean, Boardwalk Empire is one of my favorite series. I don't know if you ever watched that. Did you ever see that? Mm-mm, mm-mm. Steve Buscemi as like uh, Nucky Thompson, like a kingpin, a gangster back in the you know. I mean, 20s Buscemi's and shit. always been great in fucking everything. Like Con yeah, Air, he was awesome. I never watched anything where he was a leading person. It was always like That's Adam true. Sandler flicks where he played the, oh, the cross-eyed yeah. guy and shit. That's true. Matter of fact, I just watched that new uh, Sandler flick on Netflix, like uh, Hubie. Oh, the Halloween? Hubie one? Halloween. And it's got, oh. dude, you watch it all. He can gather, Adam Sandler can get everybody into a movie. So Steve Buscemi's in there and all the great. Yeah, but he has his fucking stable of actors. He goes out there and he's like, I'm making a new movie. It's like fucking uh, Ace Ventura when he walks into his apartment. He just goes, Come oh, to me, my oh, actor oh, friends. And they all come flocking in, you know? It's like Kevin Smith. How how is he still getting Ben Affleck and Matt Damon? He has something on him. I, I well, <laughs> he's got way, something on him. I think QB Halloween deserves a rewatch. Does it? All right, I, I, it's I, not going to be in the rewatch party, but no, I'm saying that's I've never it's rewatchable. It the first time, I can't can't rewatch if you never saw it first. That's right. Well, get on it. I, okay, Cause it, it's because it's rewatchable. <laughs> or right. don't watch it because you know that you're going to have to rewatch it again because it's that good, and you don't want to put yourself through that. You're like, oh, I don't have the time. I don't want to invest all that time. Yeah, who, so, I mean, who's got that much time? Who's got that time? I don't. <laughs> I don't. I got to see the salon. I got to water this fucking I, grass, have bro. You, have you seen my movie stack? I got a lot of rewatching to do. Jesus, guys. Come on. We're only in the bees, uh, bro. I know, bro. 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 All right. So anyway, uh, they're sitting there talking about this, and Jesus comes up to confront him, right? Yeah. You pull that shit with us, man. You pull a, you flash a piece out on the lane. <laughs> I pull it out of your fucking hands and I stick it up your ass and I pull the trigger till it goes click. Your accent's pretty good, I, but it's not. It's goes, not. It's not Jesus, good. but it's, it's good. not Jesus. But then he. What's this? Yeah, then he goes, Jesus. You said it, man. <laughs> Nobody fucks with the Jesus. And Nobody he fucks has with the like Jesus. this weird, like super high waisted walk. Fucking strut thing he's doing just around. Like a one piece. Oh suit. my god, it's so funny. Like he's so animated. It just has he like. Fucking saunters around the bowling alley. It's I see wonderful. you roll your way into the semis. Dios mío, man. Liam <laughs> and I, we're going to fuck you in the ass. <laughs> uh, so, now the dude's back at home, and he ha- literally is laying on his floor with his Walkman on, listening to a tape of bowling. Yeah. Just the sound of balls hitting pins. It's like a regional uh, tournament. <laughs> tournament and then on side 84 B, or something. <laughs> and then side B is just Bob. 
That's what it said on the. It did. Yeah, just said Bob. It's like you know, 1987 regional, national, whatever, and then it, side B, Bob, B O B. Pro- probably best of bowling. Oh. probably. Maybe you know why not? Deals me, man. Know, man. Deals me, man. So anyway, he like happens to open his eyes, and we see Julianne Moore, who we don't know her name yet, but it's Julianne Moore and two goons, and one of them fucking socks him right in the <laughs> face, immediately back into man and me. La 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 la. There it is. All right, all right, all right. So she's flying away on the rug, and uh, he's flying behind her, which I would totally do. Julianne Moore. I've always had a thing for Julianne Moore. Yeah. If I saw her on a magic carpet, I would try to get her magic carpet, if you know what I mean. Yeah, does her magic carpet match her magic drapes? <laughs> I would hope so, buddy. Actually, you've seen her magic carpet in so many movies. Yes, it does match her magic drapes. <laughs> Thank you, Julianne Moore, for answering that question for us. She's doing the Lord's work. She really is. Um, so he's, me, oh my. <laughs> All right. So he's flying behind her until he notices he's got a bowling ball. And very like cartoon where they levitate until they happen to notice that they're levitating yeah. and then they fall. Doesn't work in real life, by the way. No, not last time I floated. Yeah. I mean, I ran about 50 feet past this uh, roof when I was on the roof. And yeah. I fell down when I realized that. And then realized, no, I, I was dreaming because I broke my neck as I fell down immediately. Sounds like a terrible dream. <laughs> no, it happened in real life, dude. You said you realized you were dreaming. Yeah, because I yeah, had yeah. broken my neck. I was in I was in a coma. Oh, so you were dreaming in the hospital yes. in a body cast. Got it. Yeah, I remember that. That's why you were there. That's why I've been That's out the last couple weeks. Oh, okay, okay. Now it all makes sense. All right, man. Dios mio, man. Dios mio. Fucking. Right. Okay. You pull that shit again, you know, fucking walking off your roof. I'll fucking <laughs> I'll pull it. Up your ass until it go- I don't know how to- I can't. I can't I'll make that the- work. I'll take the lead away from you. I'll take the shove it up your, your ass. and shove it up your ass until it goes click. Because it's one of those retractable ones. That's right. Until it gets rusted. You got a date Wednesday, baby. Woo! <laughs> I know Brandon's just over there just kind of lightly chortling, just like the guy in our later mod scene. Uh, uh, that dude uh, is just in there. You got to go. Brandon cleft asshole. Yeah, with Brandon <laughs> cleft asshole. So anyway, he falls because he noticed he's holding balls. And uh, then we end up inside of a bowling ball. Yeah. And God, watching this at the end of a party after you've been drinking, the fucking scene of you inside a rolling ball, oh, it's enough to make you want to vomit. Sort of cool. It's super awesome shot, though. It really is. So then he wakes up. His jaw hurts. The beeper's going off. There's no rug. Oh, man. So then we cut to Brand's giving him instructions that are in a huge hurry. Here's a briefcase. Here's a cellular phone. Her life is in your hands. Don't say that. I was instructed to repeat that. Her life is in your hands, dude. Her life's in your hands, hands, dude. dude. Her life is in your hands. So um, also it's worth noting that of all the people he meets as he goes into the movie, right? Like his his core group of people that he's known call him dude, but everybody else calls him Mr. Lebowski or Jeffrey. Mod calls him Jeffrey, but Brant is the only one that actually takes to calling him dude. Mr. Lebowski. Because Philip Seymour Hoffman rules, and that's why. Or ruled. R.I.P. Um, so he goes and picks up Walter at what, Subcheck Security? He has like his own little security company or he's, something? Yeah, like. he's a business owner mm. where he probably sells all the high-tech spy gear yeah. and uh, probably sells uh, firearms as well. I'm sure he would. But, I mean, if it's a security place, so yeah, it would mostly be like cameras, locks, 
uh, anti-theft stuff, I would imagine. But so he gets it, and he gets in the driver's seat. He boots dude over. So he scoot over, I and he's you. like, "Here, take my undies." It's like, what? I'm sure there's a reason you brought your fucking underwear. Yeah, wait, the ringer cannot appear empty. Right, so he brings Fucking the wife. Dirty undies. <laughs> I love dirty undies. I almost sound like bubbles there. It's fucking dirty. <laughs> Jules, this is my news with the whites. Gotta get the ringer. Now it's Scooby. Huh? Yeah, I'm, I lost it. Dirty, dirty, dirty. Raggy. We got the ringer. ringer. <laughs> um, so, all right, so they're driving along north on the 405, which. You'd probably know the 405. Don't know the, I know the 405. A few of our listeners for sure know the 405. Uh, it's called the 405 because at best at any time of day, You're you going can 405 four or miles five miles an hour. <laughs> 405. <laughs> four or five, yeah. Uh, so anyway, they're driving along, and the phone finally rings, and he's like, hey, uh, where do you want us to go? And they're like, us, because he's supposed to go alone. He goes, oh, shit, fuck. Well, yeah, I'm, you know, I have a driver. I'm the bag man. I can't, whatever. So they're supposed to go and take a... Go down the side road, and that's where the handoff's going to be. So Walter comes up with the plan of, when we hand off, I'm going to grab a guy and beat the information out of him. I'm beat him. And uh, then as they get down the side road, phone rings again. You're coming up to a wooden bridge. You throw the bag over the wooden bridge, and you keep fucking driving. And Walter's like, well, we, we can't do that. That fucks with our plan. Well, you fucking explain your plan to him. It's so fucking suit. Or was it? It's like so Ziploc. It's so airtight or something. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's so simple. Why don't you explain to them? It's so simple. Yeah, uh, he says that there's some kind of reference, yeah. some joke in there. But so he decides, fuck it, dude. Uh, give me my Uzi. He's like, your Uzi? Yeah, you didn't yeah. think <laughs> didn't think I wasn't gonna roll in here hot, did you? So he fucking takes his gun and he bails out because his plan is he's gonna fucking go down when they pick up the bag and he's grab one of them, them and then grab one and, and again beat, him beat, the, beat the information out of him still he's very focused on grabbing one and beating the information out of him so he grabs his Uzi rolls out of the car immediately drops Uzi it goes off as it's spinning spraying bullets everywhere dude is struggling with the actual briefcase and trying to get control of the car but it veers and runs into a pole and all uh, this to uh, run through the jungle run through the jungle run through the jungle and then right when he like releases the ringer it's like yeah, the harmonica kicks in. So uh, he crashes, and then these motorcycles come up from where they threw the bag and race away. And he's like, no, no, we have the We actual, got the bag! Got oh, fuck. And they race off. You fucked it up! And so now he, Walter just comes up and he's like, fuck it, dude, let's go bowling. <laughs> like, he yeah. has no... No big deal. Dude, you, you have no idea the weight of this situation what just happened. So they're sitting at the bowling alley. Walter's super calm, just like keeping score. Phones ringing nonstop, non-fucking stop. Uh, Donnie, co- once a plan oh, gets too go. complex, everything can go wrong. <laughs> once a plan gets too complex, yeah. So they're sitting there, and Donnie comes in to say the next round is posted. And I love that Walter's knee-jerk reaction. Just tell him to shut goes, the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Wait, when is it? <laughs> <laughs> stop himself from interrupting. So it's next Saturday. What? Well, I can't. What do I tell Lebowski? Saturday, Donnie is Shabbos, the Jewish. Oh, wait, day you're you're a bit ahead. Um, so yeah, he's like, I I told that. Wait, who's in charge of scheduling? Head and burgers. Oh, yeah. I told that fucking crowd down there. He had to find out he knew, so he knew which slur to throw out there. Yeah. But I told him I don't roll on Shabbos. I don't fucking. Uh, I don't drive. I don't answer the phone. I sure as shit do not fucking roll. Well, he uh, 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 Donnie, Donnie asks him. He goes, now, what, what Shabbos? What Shabbos? I don't work. 
I don't drive a car, I don't fucking ride in a car, I don't handle money, I don't turn on the oven, and I sure as shit don't fucking roll! Shomo Chavez! Uh, Walter, what about this? Shomo Chavez, okay, fuck this. And he gets fed up and he walks off. It's like, we didn't make the fucking handoff, man. They didn't get the fucking money. They're gonna kill that poor woman. Oh, they're gonna kill that poor... He's waving his hands like dragging. They're gonna kill that poor (laughs) woman. Um, He go outside and the car is gone. It's like, well, dude, it was parked in a handicap spot. Perhaps it was towed. (laughs) Fuck you, Walter. You know goddamn well it's been stolen. Well, and that's the definitely just a ringing. possibility. And that certainly is a possibility, dude. Not and it has not. It just rings all. Well, just ringing, dude. Uh, <laughs> adding to the adding yes. to the tension of everything through this whole bit when they're inside the alley and everything, just the phone ringing yeah, incessantly ringing. like a little fly in your ear, and it, it really adds to the discomfort of it. And then he just says, "Fuck it. Where are you well, going, ringing, dude? dude? I'm going home, Donnie. Phone's ringing, dude. Thank you, Donnie." Uh, and I say all, every time, like if I'm at work and I hear a phone, I always, immediately phone's ringing, dude. Phone's ringing, dude. All the time, and nobody ever fucking gets it. Nobody. nobody. Gets it. Somebody just keep throwing it out there. Somebody I'm gonna eventually. It. Someone's gonna fucking get it. But yeah, I always someone's got to turn this into their ringtone. Phone's ringing, dude. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Has somebody do that? Uh, Shut the fuck up, Donnie. All right, take it easy. Yeah, Donnie. Jesus, Jesus. Walter, what an asshole. So. He yeah he just storms off. Uh, yeah, <laughs> was one time he's like, "Who's got your undies, Walter?" Like he's always three <laughs> steps behind the conversation. <laughs> um, and so then with Walter, dude. So now life, and, life doesn't stop and start at your, your convenience, convenience, you miserable, miserable fuck. piece of shit. And you watch Donnie's face because he thinks Walter's saying that to him, and he's like, Duh. he's so taken aback, like. What the fuck is wrong with Walter, dude? Why did he just tell me to do that? Because he's so out of touch with everything that's going on. He has no idea, and it's wonderful. So now we're back at the dude's apartment with the cops. We get the two cops. One is played by Richard Gent. He's the older, stern one that really doesn't say much at all. Uh, well, uses like that rolling pin. To yeah, sort he plays of... with the rolling pin and the ashtray. Uh, we will meet him again in Rocky Five. Look forward to that. He has a big part in Rocky Five. Oh, he's the he's the bad guy, right? He, he's not the bad. He's like the the Don. Who's the fight promoter? Don with King. The, Don King. Yeah, he's basically the Don King of that movie. Okay. Uh, so then we got a younger cop played by Christian Clemenson. He's one that does most of the talking. As far as I know, we're not going to see him again in the rewatch. But so he's talking about his car being stolen, anything of value. You know, I have my tape deck, uh, Credence tapes, and uh, my briefcase. Oh, and in the briefcase, uh, pa- papers. Uh, you work, know, papers. Yeah. My uh, papers. papers. Business papers. Uh, just papers. business papers. Yeah. Oh, and and uh, what do you do for work? <laughs> Kicks back the recliner. I'm unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my rug was stolen. Also, your rug was in the car. No. no. No, from here. Oh, separate incidents. <laughs> but, of course, then his phone's ringing, and the answering machine picks up, and it's Maude. Jeffrey, this is Maude Lebowski. I'm the one who took your rug. I guess we can close the case on that one. <laughs> uh, do you find these much, these cars? Yeah, sometimes, but I wouldn't hold uh, much hope for the tape deck. For the tape. Well, the oh, the credence. Yeah. This is the only line that fucking Rocky Five guy has. Oh, the credence. Um, so next we're at Mod's art studio and we have that. And he walks in and there's like the weird canvas set at an angle on the floor. And all of a sudden he hears this noise and he looks up and a naked Mod is being suspended from the ceiling and comes flying like windmilling paintbrushes in the air to splatter paint all over everything. 
Um, and she's naked, but I don't know why. Do you need to be naked to sling paint around? I don't know why, but thank you, Julianne Moore, for she puts herself into making the that painting. artistic decision. Yes. Well, no uh, one's complaining I, about I, them titties. I uh, fully support artistic decisions, and yes. this was definitely one of those. So, anyway, she's talking about the rug that was a gift from her to her late mother. The, the, the rug that was stolen, not her rug. Oh, not her rug. Not yes. her rug. But, uh, yeah, you can't have that rug. The one you took, that, I gave that to my mother, so it was not my dad's to give away, so you, you can't have it. Yes. Um, and then they have the great talk about sex. Do you enjoy sex, Mr. Lebowski? Let me explain something now, about... Uh, sex, the physical act of love, coitus. Do you enjoy it? You're very Dr. Lucky with that. <laughs> I mean, that's how she sounds, though. That's like her thing. And she's like, the, the thing about feminists, they think, everybody thinks feminists don't enjoy sex. You mean coitus? <laughs> Up the rug. Do you like sex, Mr. Lebowski? There it is. Excuse me? Sex, the physical act of love. Coitus. Do you like it? I was talking about my rug. You're not interested in sex? You <laughs> You mean coitus? <laughs> <laughs> the fucking, the back and forth in this movie and the, like, the confusion of everything, it's just like, it all has that feeling of what the fuck is even happening? What is going yeah. on? Like, at no point does anybody know what the other person is saying. Nothing ever gets through to the dude. It doesn't seem like, it just always hinges on this air of confusion. Uh, My art has been commended as being strongly oh, vaginal, the... which bothers some men. The word itself makes some, some men uncomfortable. Vagina. Vagina. Oh. Oh, yeah? Yes, they don't oh. like hearing oh, yeah? it and find it difficult to say, whereas without batting an eye, a man will refer to his dick or his rod or his Johnson. Johnson? Johnson? <laughs> Johnson? <laughs> uh, yes, so... Uh, also, also, then... After this conversation, we get one of the greatest lines in cinematic history where it's, uh, listen, uh, Maude, uh, I'm sorry if your stepmother is a nympho or whatever, but I don't see what this has to do with, uh, uh, do you have any Kahlua? <laughs> and then we get our next white Russian, but I'm sorry that your stepmother is a nympho. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so then she throws on a porn. I mean, when you're hanging out with Julianne Moore, she gets crazy. She's going to throw on some porn, bro. That's right. Uh, so she's watching. What's I mean, the porn? Uh, the porn is called log jamming. But I just, I mean, watching porn with Julianne Moore, life goals right there. That's right. I'm putting. The, I didn't know that needed to be on my bucket list, but now it's on my <laughs> bucket list. Terrible, uh, terrible, ones terrible. Carl fucking, Hungus. Carl Hungus, produced by Jackie Treehorn. Good to note that. Uh, log log jamming with Carl Hungus and then Bunny, but I don't remember her name. It said La Jolla. La Jolla. Lebow or she didn't use Lebow. No, no, no. no it was just La Jolla. Just La Jolla. So before she got married, probably. Uh, so anyway, she's there. He shows up to. Uh, my dispatcher says you have a problem with him cobble. Donna Cobble? Hi. Hello. My dispatcher says there's something wrong with Donna Cobble. With Donna Cobble? Donna Cobble. And so, oh, my friend just stopped by to take a shower and her completely naked friend, who's played by real-life porn star Asia Carrera, oh. sister of Tia Carrera, who will show up in Showdown in Little Tokyo, which we watched in one of the... And Wayne's World in the and 2040s. World. That's right. When we get to it. <clears throat> yep. Uh, she was in the Wayne's World. Um, so this is her sister. If you've ever wanted to know what Tia and Carrera would look like a, naked. She's also a metal band out here in Austin. Tia Carrera's in a metal band in Austin? No, that's just the name of the band. Tia Carrera? Yeah. 
I'm not. That's not even a joke, dude. Really? I'm not, that's not one of our look up, ACL. Look up. That is not a joke. <laughs> no yeah, shit. usually I'd be like, oh yeah, Tia Carreras, but no, that's an actual band out here. Wow. Do they always do ballroom blitz because of Wayne's World? <laughs> They'd have it's to play ballroom blitz. Right? No, they're more like, jeez, uh, they're more like, like a metal? black metal kind of uh, thing. You know, you can still. I mean, any song can be put into any genre. They can still ballroom blitz. It would be less blitzy, but they can still blitz it. Uh, so anyway, she has a great, you can imagine where it goes from here. Uh, he fixes the cable. Yeah, right. And so anyway, she's like, my father took money from the, uh, the fund. Oh, shit, yeah, the Urban Achievers. And I love how Maude gives this line, the little Lebowski Urban Achievers, and yeah, proud we are of all of them. them. Like the bounce of it, like the fucking rhythm of the line is so great. Um, but basically we find out that Big Lebowski didn't have that money. He took it from the foundation, and that was the money that is now in dude's stolen car. And she wants it back because it belongs to the children, not... not and her. proud we are of all of that. Yes, not the dad. So if he gets the money back, he gets 10%. Yeah, but what about my rug? Yeah, well, with 10,000... multiple rugs. Multiple rugs. Any that don't have... You can get one with fava beans and Chianti. That <laughs> <laughs> don't have emotional attachment to me. <laughs> so go see a doctor. You will receive no bill. No bill. He's a good man. And, and thorough. thorough. No, no, it's fine. It's just, no, he's a good man. And thorough. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're in a limo ride. Driver is Tony. It's played by Dom Irera. I only know Dom Irera because he was in like, and the, I don't know, in the 90s, growing up, Comedy Central would always do, like, hours upon hours of stand-ups, right? Or you'd have the shows that had every guy got 10 minutes, little, like, collection of stand-up guys, just always stand-up stuff. And I watched a lot of stand-up routines, and Don Myrera was on a lot of them. Apparently, in the 90s, he thought he was going to be a stand-up comedian. That's what he was going for, huh? Uh, but instead, he got, like, a two-minute cameo in Lebowski, and that's what he's got. So, anyway, he's the limo driver, and he's like, oh, I got a fucking rash and my kids, and blah, 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 but you know me, I can't complain. Um, so dude still has his drink that he made at Maud's house in the back of the limo. Uh, oh yeah, who's your friend in the blue, blue Volkswagen? He's been following us. And so we get uh, introduced to this blue Volkswagen. And as he turns to try to look, he gets grabbed and dragged across the street. And we get the great line, careful, hey, man. careful, man, there's a beverage here. There huh? it is. And then he's thrown into the back of another limo where Lebowski and Brandt are sitting. Uh, they did not get the money, dude. And he tries to explain she kidnapped herself, you know. Uh, Did uh, that ever occur you know, to you, man? You know, there's, there's a lot of new, new shit has come to light, you know? We have no idea like what you said. We made a drop-off. We? We, the, the royal we, you know, man. I, the I, you know, the editorial, man. I just There's a lot of things that have come to light, man. Just, what in God's name are you blathering about? Um... So they hand him an envelope. Oh, yeah, he's like, you know, I was hoping you could give me my 20000 in cash. Or just Man, I've got certain information, all right? Certain things have come to light. And, you know, has it ever occurred to you that instead of, uh, you know, running around uh, uh, blaming me, you know, given the nature of all this new shit, you know, it, it, this could be a, a, a lot more... Uh, 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 complex. complex man. I mean, it's not just, it might not be just such a simple, uh, you know? What in God's <laughs> holy name are you blathering about? That was all written I'll tell up. you what I'm yes. blathering about. I've got information, man. New shit has come, come to light. light. And, and shit, man. 
Yes. She kidnapped herself. Uh, yeah, so this is all written out. Only one improvised line. And I'll point it out when we get there, but we have not got there yet. Wow. So, the, yeah, he's talking about, uh, I need to speak to my accountant, but I'm worried that if, you know, you give me a check or something, that might bump me into an ex-tack bracket. <laughs> and they're handing him an envelope. Oh, if you already got it written out, that's cool. And he opens it up, and it's a toe. It's a little toe, a pinky toe with some green nail polish. And uh, I will not abide another toe. That's where he gets the word abide. Um. And anything that falls on her, I will tell them to visit ten times upon your head. Uh, so now they're at the diner, arguing about if it's her toe or not. Yeah, what about the fucking toe, dude? You yeah. want a toe? I can get you a toe. But what about the nail polish? I can get you a toe with nail polish on it. I mean, <laughs> they said it's a toe, and we're supposed to shake fucking amateurs. <laughs> fucking amateurs. I can get you a toe. You don't want to know how, but I'll get you a toe. I get a toe, fucking no. And so, like, come on. Yeah, the waitress tries to calm him down. Did you need to keep your voice on? Excuse me, uh, miss. For your information, the Supreme Court has roundly rejected prior restraint. This is not a First Amendment thing, dude. Mm-hmm. And then he brings up Vietnam, of course, yet again. Another Vietnam dude's like, fuck this. And he walks out and Walter, I'm finishing my coffee. I'm, I'm finishing I'm my coffee. Here, I'm enjoying my coffee. Um, so, <laughs> uh, and that scene kind of comes oh, to. What do you got? Seems like that scene doesn't really come to anything other than the getting another toe, I guess. Enjoying my coffee. Well, sows some doubt. Right. Because Walter is sort of, he's absolutely right when we know, because spoiler alert, And he's running with this all because at one point, dude is like, maybe she kidnapped herself. And now, yeah. Or Walter's just been running with it. He's been running with with that, and Walter's like... Dude, that's uh, that fucking, fucking bitch. That fucking that bitch. fucking bitch. That bitch. <laughs> that fucking slut. That fucking strumpet. That fucking strumpet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, he's he's still running with that. He's like, come on, come on. It's, she sends us a toe, and we're, we're supposed, supposed to, to fucking scared. Like, yeah. I'll get you a fucking I can get toe, you a toe right now. I can get your toe by three with bucks. nail polish. You don't want to know how, but I can get it. And now, dude's sort of flipped because that that freaked him out because now he knows if. The Big Lebowski is going to send over whoever's after Big Lebowski over to Little Lebowski. He's right. fucked, and it's tenfold. getting, it's getting yeah, tenfold on toes. your head. Yeah, so now dude is at home in the tub listening to whale sounds. Got his baby roach and a pair of tweezers, right? In the He's, tub. Oh, yeah. You know what? Lexi was watching this for me. She goes, has he been smoking that same joint? Because it's now just roaches now. Could and have he, been. He's just trying to get every little inch out if of that. If he has to write a check for 69 cents, he's not exactly rich enough to have a huge supply of weed. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's smoking that thing all the way down. <laughs> yeah. Then using the last little bit to put into the next, next one. Next one, yeah. For sure. Uh, gummy resin and all. So the phone rings and there's a message that they've stole, or we've recovered your stolen vehicle. Fuck it. Fuck it. And then... <laughs> He peeks over and... The, Here comes the Red Hot Chili Peppers. There's the three nihilists, Uli from the pool earlier and, and from the beaver picture. Yes. And then, yes, Flea and then Random Guy. But Flea is one of the nihilists. They come in and they throw a fair into the tub. And he's <laughs> like the squealing... The dude is squealing louder than the ferret. <laughs> but Vivajamani Labarski, you think me making with the funny stuff? <laughs> We're going to cut off your shots head. We so, want the fucking Lamani Lebowski. The fucking money. Nice then, marmot, dude. And so they grab the fair together, and as they're walking out, yet just just for good measure, they smash the answering machine one more time on their way back out. Yes, we smash it, we step on it, and squish it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You wiggly penis Lebowski. 
so then we're to the car lot, right? Where he gets, we find his car. We found it abandoned by an abutment. Oh, I got this for and, you. And uh, oh, you have to get in on the passenger side. Uh, the the mirror was laying on the ground next to it. Oh Jesus! What's that there smell, man? Uh, yeah, it's uh, probably a vagrant slept in the car, or maybe just used it as a toilet and moved on. Hey man, <laughs> are you gonna find these guys? Or you know, I mean, you got any promising? Uh, uh, leads or leads? Yeah, <laughs> sure. I'll uh, just check with the boys down at the crime I got, lab. I think I was working in shifts. They uh, got uh, four more detectives working on the case. They got us working in shifts. <laughs> oh, fucking great! <laughs> leads. Leads. <laughs> All right, so. At least he's got his car back, and it smells like hobo piss. But now we're back at the bowling alley, of course. And uh, they're sitting at the bar, though, not not at the lanes. Sitting at the bar, you know. Uh, we're dealing with Nazis, and there were Nazis, Walter? Well, Donnie, they're threatening castration here. We're going to split hairs? split hairs here? And, uh, no, no, no. He was, like, ta- he was talking about them as if he was Nazis, right? Like, uh, they weren't Nazis. They were, uh, they were nihilists. And he's like, oh. Well, yeah, because they have the nihilist thing where they're threatening castration. We're going to split hairs. They're like, no, Walter, they weren't Nazis. They were nihilists. They said they believe in nothing. It's like, whoa. And then we get the excellent fucking line. Say it. Say what you want about the tenets of National Socialism, dude. At least it's an ethos. At least it's an ethos. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. At least they believe in something. At least it's something. These fucking nihilists are cowards. Fuck you. Fuck the tournament. Fuck you, Walter. He's like, oh, fuck the tournament? Okay, dude. I can see you don't want to be consoled here. Come on, Donnie. Let's go find Elaine. So they walk off, and then here's where we meet the stranger, Sam Elliott, old lip room himself. Old uh, freezer f- flappers. Freezer flappers. That just sounds like nasty. Freezer door flappers. Sounds like nasty labia when you say that. Freezer <laughs> flappers. Flaps. Oh, oh damn. Oh, so cold ah. and frigid. So um, cold and frigid. <laughs> so anyway, I just, you can't even see his mouth. It just hangs over it covers the entire... It's like down to his chin, the mustaches. It's a beautiful... Mu- yeah. Like Tom Selleck, who's known for mustachio, looks at this and goes, Damn. damn Goddamn. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's next level shit. Nick Offerman's like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and they actually butted heads in Parks and Rec. That's Nick right. Nick Offerman and Sam Elliott. That's right. And it's so funny to see him <laughs> both, do that. Both is Ron. That hippie Ron, yeah, right? Yeah, super hippie with that's, his sandals. And, I uh, love was, you, Ron. I was like, what's your He's, last name? Done. Is that your last name, or are you finished talking? Both. Both. <laughs> and done he likes and him. done. I like Ron. <laughs> yeah. And then he hates him. And then he hates him when he finds out he's a hippie. Yeah. I got this kombucha. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck? I don't want my feet to be caged. I hate Ron. <laughs> I don't want my God, feet to be caged. So per- that show's wonderful. <laughs> I love it so much. Anyway, so we meet him, and he's talking. He asks for a sarsaparilla. Uh, Sioux City Sarsaparilla? Yeah, that's a good one. Your uh, best sarsaparilla. Dude gets a call. Sioux City Sarsaparilla is fucking delicious. That is a good sarsaparilla. Good root beer and good cream soda. Here's one thing, dude. What's that? You have to use so many cuss words. The fuck are you talking about? The fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so anyway, he's like, I like your style. You know, like yours too, man. You got that whole cowboy thing going. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> So anyway, he gets a call at the well, bar. Well, he before that he talks about uh, a wiser man than me. Oh yeah, said, a wiser man. He once said, "Sometimes you eat the bar, and sometimes the bar eats you." So that comes up again later too. As I watch, and I mention that because it does come back up again, because <clears throat> dude says it 
dude says it. At the end, when we meet Stranger again, yeah. So, I've always heard it, the bar, sometimes you eat the bar, sometimes the bar eats you. In the subtitles, as I'm watching, because I watch with closed captioning, it says, the bear. Yeah. I and did notice that, because I do the same thing. When you, you look at the, the quotes, because I go through IMDb a lot, right? I mean, that's the most trusted news source for movie information. <laughs> and uh, they have a quote section, and it says bear also. Bear. Yes, it's weird, right? So I noticed. I looked that. into it. It's absolutely the bar. No, no, no. It's 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 supposed to be the bear because uh, that was the way that old timey people would say bear back in that time. So it, oh, they would say bar. They say bear, but they pronounce it bar. Bar. It's just something that like grizzly bar, panda bar. Yeah, huh. that's just the way they said it. So he was Candy saying it. Bar. What, oh, wait. what doesn't <laughs> solidify that is that Lebowski. Uh, yeah, I mean, later. the dude says. Bar, bar again, and he's definitely not a cowboy. I always wonder, I was like, who's eating a bar? Yeah. Who's going to go to a bar and sit there and try to eat it? It makes way more sense that it's a bear. Sometimes yeah. you eat the bear, and sometimes the bear, well, eat it you. eats you. Yeah. And there you that, go. Yeah. Interesting. See? The educational bears, tab. The, the educational if, tab. If you uh, go into Quora, uh, uh, is it Quora? Whatever it is, yeah. where you ask questions, the bear is a metaphor for life. And that's oh, the phrase you. generally <laughs> means sometimes you win at life and sometimes you lose. Oh, man. Good oh, thing, I get it now. Good thing they broke that down. I had <laughs> no fucking idea. Doing the Lord's work there. Yeah. That, uh, as a matter that, of fact. That site would be terrible at idiot or idiom, by so the way. So, <laughs> bar is an antiquated ver- variation of bear, as we said. Uh, frontierman Daniel Boone, for instance, famously carved once uh, on a did tree once a, after killing a bear. Did he a rakin? <laughs> he did say rakin. Uh, D. Boone. Uh, old D Boone. Oh, killed, but it's with a C. So look at it. it says D Boone killed a bar on this tree in the year 1760. So he had carved that into a tree. So he is illiterate. Well, yes, <laughs> and that's where we get our bar. That's where we get our bar. All right, Teddy Bar. Good to know. Interesting. Nice, right? Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad you looked that up. Am I, I never wrong? Would have done that. Am I wrong? No, Melison. No, Los. You're not wrong. You're just an educator. Then he gets the phone <laughs> call. Right. So then the phone call. And it's Maud. Maud somehow knows to call him at this point. Also, when I lived out there, uh, I have a, a cousin. All right, so my uncle got remarried, and, and her daughter lived out in L.A. So they put the two of us in touch when I moved out there, right? Like, okay. You're not super related. You don't, you've never met each other, but you're kind of related and whatever. Um, so... We met, and she, like, one of the first things she ever says is, yeah, that bowling alley from Big Lebowski's torn down. Yeah. <laughs> we used to go there every week, and I would love to take you there, but I Sorry. was like, how did you even know I love that? Everybody loves that movie. Trust I don't me. Even know. We know. <laughs> it's, like, it's like if you live in Austin and you take your friends out, you're going to Dirty, even though you never go to Dirty. Yeah, right, yeah. right, yeah. So she just, like, immediately threw that out before it brought really anything up. Hmm. And I was like, fuck. So I never got to go to the infamous bowling alley. But it knew that it was a successful movie and it would like screen it and it had white Russian specials at the bar fuck and like yeah. it really played into it because it, it lived you know. up to it yeah for sure I mean fuck we need <laughs> to go to one of those alley in Los Angeles you need to do whatever you can do yeah this, this movie's really great to watch with others and oh for sure like uh, when we went to watch The Room in that big watch party oh yeah yeah we went to uh, the, 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 the fucking Alamo down on 6 yeah and they oh, gave yeah. us like they gave us a little football a little fo- and spoons some spoons and, and you know you sort of anything that's been and they sort had of taken drinks and shit something that's been taken uh, yeah it was like this the weird scotch scotchka the, <laughs> the one night he gets drunk they're mixing scotch and vodka so but they yeah, give you scotchka yeah. I think it's great when, when movie theaters embrace a, a, the theme of a movie like that and has a party and everyone's yeah. like having fun and it's not there to watch and it's like shh yeah, I'm trying and, to 
watch the movie, so no, cool everyone's it. there to be loud and have fun. Yeah, and there, there are screenings for that. There are definitely yeah. screenings for lines. that. But then there are screenings to watch the movie. So I hate when I go to something, and I've gone to some like where they bring an old movie back, and they're rerunning it, and that's awesome, because sometimes movies, they just hit different on the big screen. And sure. you want to see that. Absolutely. But what I don't want is for some fucking asshole to quote Jurassic World or Jurassic Park the entire fucking... You know what I mean? Like, there, there are quote-along screenings, yep. which are fucking fun and great, and I highly recommend them, but then there are regular screenings, and if it's a regular screening, you shut your goddamn fucking mouth, universal guy. Shut your goddamn fucking mouth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we're here to actually watch... This isn't here for a party. We're here for the movie. Yes. There's a big difference, is all I'm saying. So, by all means, go to the quote-along things, like the Rocky Horror fucking screenings that they do... Do all that. It's a great goddamn time. You get props. You get to interact. You get to fucking meet people. You, it's wonderful. You're right. But then there are times when it's not that. Don't bring the party to the not party, so I'm saying. Correct. Listen to it. That's right. The more Education you know. Tab. All right. So <clears throat> this bowling alley somehow knew it was part of something big and just kind of played up the Lebowski angle as much as good, but still went out of business. Um, so, but anyway, Maud somehow knows to call him at the bar of yeah. the bowling Well, he can alley. only be just like a few places. <laughs> right. I tried your apartment. You weren't there. This is it. it yeah. This is the only other place. Uh, so anyway, you haven't gone to the doctor. I'd like to see you immediately. Uh, so then we go back to Maud's where we meet Knox Harrington or Hard Hat just sitting in a chair. <laughs> just there. Just hanging out. Just being a weird little mousy friend. You must be Lebowski. Oh, yeah. And then uh, I love when dude is sitting down. What's your drink? Oh, I'll have a white Russian. And he sits in the chair. You like bars, a drink? O- bars, bars over there. there. <laughs> <laughs> so he has to get back up. Man, who the fuck are you? Uh, just a friend of mods. Friend with a cleft asshole? <laughs> just this awkward chortle the whole time. Um, so anyway, mods there. And she's like, no, Uli kidnapped... Your mother-in-law, or your stepmother. Oh, you mean Uli Kamko? Oh, Uli, her star in the beaver picture? In the beaver picture? Oh. Uh, the whole point of kidnapping is that your kidnappee can't identify you when you let them go. That's kind of the whole thing. And so why would... They've been in a movie. Sure. They fu- check my LPs. Yeah, check my LPs. And so he was in a band called Autobahn, which is like 80s techno. Techno pop or something. Uh, and this was... Fuck, I meant to look up. There, there was an album that had like that same cover that was like groundbreaking when, when like computers and techno was starting, you know, when it was, it was like the first time that Who used the big synthesizer and Baba O'Reilly, like, and this was the first time like music had been made with just computer technology. Uh, and so the, the Autobahn album cover is a direct spoof of whatever that landmark album I meant to look that up and totally drop the ball on us sorry but I'm sure someone will write in and let us know because it was right. like Craftworks I think is the band Craftworks I don't I know say. I wouldn't know um, anyway so it was you mean Uli Kampko the uh, <laughs> star in the beaver picture her star in the beaver picture so she's talking but then her phone <laughs> ri- her phone rings and she's like oh I have to take this and then she picks it up and she starts speaking uh, I don't know it's about beer it's Veronica about the beer Nali. <laughs> and then it's just like Terrence and Philip. It's just Terrence, the two of them just laughing. <laughs> and, and fucking dude is looking back and forth between these two like, where am I? What in the fuck is even going on? So then he's at the doctor, Elvis Costello, playing in his headphones. Fucking love Elvis Costello. He's okay. Uh, ah, 
Man, get an early, early Elvis when he was kind of punky. Okay. Before, before, sure, sure. Before the whole Burt Backrack kind of thing? Yeah, before he started doing the Backrack thing. Uh, he also wrote some Roy Orbison songs, so obviously soft spot in my heart because he oh. worked with the gold Roy. Uh, and now also one of my classmates from Lama sings backup for Elvis. All right. Um, so I got a lot of love for Elvis Costello. So he's in the headphones there, and the doctor's like, pull down your pants. And he's like, no, nah, he, uh, he hit me right here. Yeah, pull down your pants. Cut out. And so now, after he's been violated by the doctor, he's in his car with looking out my back door. Uh, great thing, when this came on, when I bartended, Celtic Star, my sister and uh, Manny, those are, those are two listeners for sure that will know the Celtic Star. Anytime this came on, we had one regular that would stand up and like fucking pound his fist. Because <laughs> we had like the little part that hangs down over the bar, right? Yeah. It wasn't necessarily the ceiling, but like the low hand. We had like wine glasses and stuff. Sure. He'd always like hit the fucking roof of it like he was Lebowski in his car. <laughs> Every time this came on, we're like, yeah, we get it. You love Lebowski, but you're going to break something, dude. Knock yeah, that take off. it easy, dog. Yeah, so uh, anyway, we're in here and he's got a fucking beer and a joint as he's driving. In Los Angeles, no less, which is hard enough as it is. I mean, good on you, buddy. I couldn't alter my mind that much and fucking handle L.A. But he notices the blue bug is behind him, which causes him to drop his, drop his joint. Well, he tries bird- to, oh, yeah, he, he tries, tries to, to flick, flick it out it, the window and miss. And it ba- and bounces back, and he's like... Ah! Yeah. I've been there. I've and been there. So then he pours his beer into his crotch <laughs> yeah. to put out the joint, which causes him to careen and like hits a dumpster. But that didn't even hit it. Like he hits it so hard, it lifts his car up. It fucking settles back down. And then he turns around. Of course, the bug is gone. Uh, but that's when he turns around and looks and sees a little piece of paper that's like wedged oh, down in into the, the crack of the seat. And. Uh, he pulls it out, and of course, the timing of those four notes we were talking about earlier. Again, yeah. somebody email us to get your free DVD, but those line up perfectly with the... Oh, that's not the Yeah, ending. well, they, so they, they, they edited it to make it... Yeah, like they edited the, the timing, but I love how it shows... End of the song, right. Uh, so anyway, the homework was by Larry Sellers. So now we're at the dance recital, where the fucking awkward is most weird uh my god like i want to act it out but we don't have video but like the way he climbs up on the chair and he does the weird thing like puts his hands up and then like touches his head and kicks one leg back and puts his hands up the awkward landlord dance thing it's just so stupid and he's such an out of shape tubby guy in a leotard and it's just (laughs) so weird and you know i think dude has to be there because his landlord is so cool to let him go past to the tent always be late of course i have to be there uh there's no question he's a man of his word he said all right i'll be there man the dude abides he's there the dude does abide which he learned from i will not abide another toe that's right um so then they're sitting there watching it uh, and Donnie's there, and Walter comes in. He's like, all right, I found Larry Sellers. He lives in North Hollywood on Radford near the In-N-Out Burger. Those, Those are, are good, good burgers. burgers. Shut the fuck up, Donnie. <laughs> um, Those so, are good burgers, by the way. Uh, In-N-Out is a goddamn good burger. I love a double-double. Um, oh, yeah. But I used to live there. I live Well, I didn't live on Radford, but... I lived on a little side street, and Radford was like four or five blocks long. It was one of those kind of halfway side streets. Uh-huh. You, you know? lived near that In-N-Out? I lived, and there was an In-N-Out... Maybe five blocks away, Radford, because like my my street was a block long, and it was like we had the the main road Lancashire in North Hollywood, and then it was like half a block over was my weird little nub of a street 
But then where the actual block would be picking up after mine was Radford. Like, I basically lived at the end of Radford, and then In-N-Out was just a few blocks away. So, like, I fucking lived right in this neighborhood. And I used to drive around. I was like, all right, where's this fucking house? Where is this fucking house? Where is it? I got to find it. But they didn't film it there. They filmed it on Stern's Drive down in Los Angeles proper, like, down close to downtown. So, uh, not even where they described it. But, uh, so, his father is Arthur Digby Sellers. Who the fuck is that? You ever hear of the show Branded? He wrote the fucking bulk of the series, dude. Yeah. So anyway, we'll go there after the... And he just, like, rolls his hand. <laughs> we'll go after the hand motion. After this whatever. After fucking whatever this is. After the what have you. Uh, and then, yes, Donnie, uh, some we beers, will be next to the in and out Burger. Some beers, some burgers, with some laughs. Yeah, so then this brings us to the scene. The scene. The fucking scene. I mean... When you uh, have, this, when you hug a stranger in the when Alps, when you find a stranger in the find Alps, find a stranger yeah. in the Alps. So they pull up and they see a brand new Corvette. Ah, oh, he already spent all the money. Ah, oh, hardly, dude. I'd say he has nine sixty, nine seventy thousand left, depending, depending on, on the, the options. options. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Walter! None of this is the point, you fucking asshole. But uh, so they get into the house. Arthur Digby Sellers is in an iron lung. Oh, does he still write? No, he's very ill. No, he's very sick. <laughs> he's very sick. Uh, Pilar. Oh, uh, Larry, the policeman is here. Uh, no, we're not the police. We are hoping it won't be necessary to call them. Yes. Mm-hmm. We don't want to necessarily give that impression. We're just hoping <laughs> they won't come up to us calling them. Yeah. So they sit down. They're trying to, is this your homework? We know it's your fucking homework. Dude, please. Is this your homework? Larry, is this your homework? Ask hom- him about the fucking briefcase, man. Dude, please. Is this your homework? You're killing your father, Larry. You're killing your you're gonna, father. You're, is this your gonna, they're going to chop your g- dick off, man. <laughs> they're going to chop your dick off, Larry. And this kid's just staring at him. Uh, this kid, I, oh, God damn it, I wrote down his name. Uh, maybe I did not write down this. The, the guy who plays Larry Sellers. I don't know. He doesn't say a single line. He has no line. And I mean, he has, a, I think he had like 13 or 14 credits. He did some stuff, but... Anyway, he doesn't ever say anything. He just sits there and stares at him. Another, right. another Vietnam engine. Have you ever heard of Vietnam, Larry? What the fuck, Walter? Yeah. So we get Vietnam again. All right, he I just, guess it's plan, so like, time for right. plan B. Puts the homework back in the briefcase, buttons it up. All right, look out that window, Larry, because you're about to see you're about to see what happens. This is what happens, Larry. And he goes and fucking throws the briefcase in the car, gets ha- gets in the trunk, pulls out a crow, takes his jacket off, gets crowbar. This is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass. You see what happens, Larry? You see what happens? This is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass, Larry. <laughs> Just bludgeoning the shit out of this Corvette. And when he breaks out the driver window, he reaches in and opens the headlights because they're the type to like fold up all sexy <laughs> yeah, and good and then bust those out as well. You see what happens, Larry? Do you see what happens, Larry, when you find a stranger in the Alps? <laughs> and so he's beating the fuck out of this car, right? And that then, car was clearly in front of Larry Sellers' house. It definitely was in front of, directly in front of. Larry Sellers' house. As so we then, find out. Then the, the neighbor comes running over, and it's bad ADR, because the guy's mouth, that he comes running over, and he grabs, like, My fucking car! And grabs the crowbar out. He's like, I just bought that fucking car last week. And Walter's like, oh, shit, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'll I'm kill so your sorry. fucking car! And wait, that's not his... And then he's beating the shit out of the dude's car, and the ADR is bad. Like, the, the audio doesn't match up with the lips at all in this scene, but... Anyway, it was, yeah, the neighbor guy just bought this car, and uh, 
So he now he beats the fuck out of the dude's car, and they're all just standing. And Donnie is like run, <laughs> jumped out of the car, was just being hit. He's like standing by a tree, just going, "What is happening? I don't know." Because he's Donnie, never has any idea. And then immediately, like smash cut, like a super hard edit cut to Oye Komova, the dude just staring angrily out of a complete lack of windshield, and then Donnie and Walter sitting there eating in and out Burger and sipping sodas, content as can be, just super happy, and dude just... <laughs> so pissed. Yeah, he's super pissed. Oh, my God. And it's funny, for being the dude and for being known as dude, and there's a whole religion, I'm using air quotes, dudeism, and about being... Ch- he spends, like, 99% of this movie being not at all dude. Like, he spends the whole movie yeah. being all sorts of upset. Anyway, so I fuck, I just, that cut to them eating the burgers with a is fucking great. So then dude's at home, and he's fucking hammering a board to the floor. It's like, God damn it, Walter, yes, it, my car made it home. You called me at home. Fucking, just fucking leave me alone. All right, I'll see you at practice. And then he hangs up. And he has this board nailed to the floor in front of his front door. And he stands a chair against it and under the handle of the door, right? Like a little lock so they can't open the door because it's going to hit the board. But then the door immediately opens the other direction. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, God yeah. damn it. Uh, so it's the goons from the very beginning. It's the carpet pissers, right? They want to see you. Uh, they want to see the dead horn Lebowski. We know which Lebowski you are, Lebowski. You're not dealing with idiots here. It was <laughs> their fucking line. Um, so they got to go to Jackie Treehorn's house. Right. Jackie Treehorn? Yes. Correct. Jackie Treehorn. Is that Jackie Treehorn? That, that known pornographer? Yeah. She- yeah, from the beaver picture? From the beaver picture, yes. Right, so they're there, and he's sitting there, and he's talk- they're talking business, and he's like, hey, where's Bunny? He's like, well, uh, or she didn't run off, but I want what's owed to me, right? I don't give a fuck where Bunny, like, she owes me money, I want what's owed to me. Uh, and so they're talking about blah, blah, blah. We get a, yet another layer of who Bonnie owes money to and more people wanting this mysterious million dollars that never uh, was from the fucking foundation, wasn't even Lebowski's in the first fucking place, whatever. But Jackie Treehorn gets a call and he's like writing on this pad <laughs> and then he walks off. And so the dude tries to be detective, right? He's going to be cool. He goes up and like does a little pencil rub thing because the indentation from writing on the previous page. Be yep. there. He's like, I'm going to see what he wrote. a good call. I mean, it is. It is a really good idea, but all you got out of it was a giant dick picture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is like, what? And he looks at it confused, but then he hears the door open. He has to tear it off and put it in his pocket and go sit back down and act all cool. Um, so he's like, it makes him a second drink. And he's like, all right, I'm going to give you a cut. If you give me the money, I'll give you a cut. All right, I cool. I like your style, dude. Oh, I, there was a, I, yeah, like- he does, I like your style, Jackie. I like your style. All right, well, your money's being held by uh, Larry Sellers. Uh Fucking Stonewall and Kid, but I'm sure your goons will have no problem with him. And then he tries to stand up, and he, he's been drugged. So, oh, it's a hell of a Caucasian, Jackie. And he falls over. But I love it. First, he, as he falls over, he's like, fucking social studies. He's fucking social studies. <laughs> Larry Sellers' homework, fucking social studies. And so he falls over, and now we get the best song in the entire movie. Absolutely. What condition my condition was in. Yes. By Kenny Rogers in the first edition. You know, I looked that up and I was like, all right, that's, I would never have expected that. Never have guessed that that's Kenny fucking Rogers. No, not at all. Of all people, the legend of fried chicken himself, Kenny <laughs> Rogers. Oh, yeah, look at him there in that video. So at some point he gave up weed and turned into country star, right? 
Yeah. All right. So this time, his dream sequence over what condition my condition was in is a, is a log jam and parody called Gutter Balls. Yeah, Gutter Balls. Gutter Balls. So again, we Tr- get Jackie Mug. Treehorn Presents. Yes, Jackie Treehorn, Treehorn Presents Gutter And he comes dancing in. Yeah. And like a repairman suit, right? Because he's the role from Log Jamming. Oh, yeah, Donna Cobble. Yeah, the cable repairman. And again, we get Maud because she is the woman of fantasy. Um, and they're like dancing together a little bit, like fake bowling with her doing the thing. And then at one point when she bowls, it turns into him flying down between the legs. And then he spins over and he's looking up between the legs like, oh. Yeah. Like his eyes get wide at one point because yeah, one of them's definitely doing something different. Yeah, out there. right. Woo-hoo. One of them, oh, she didn't have her panties on. Woo-hoo. Uh Made me think. Of, you ever see Drop Dead Fred? No, <sighs> we've talked about this before, though. Damn it. He imaginary friend. So we have like a physical iteration of this woman's imaginary friend that's always running around doing zany shit. So she'd be like at a fucking cocktail party, trying to be all classy, and he's running around like. And he slides under this lady's dress and looks up and he's like, "No panties, no panties!" And like steam's coming out. Oh, I have seen drop anyway, so. yeah. Yeah, yeah, anyway, so but then he spins back over and then he crashes into the pins and it smash cuts to him running and he's back in his like fucking sweat that sweater that people always try to find. Every time I meet a fan of this movie, they always say they want that like over house sweater with the weird. It's like a tan, but it has the dark brown weird little designs yeah, yeah. in it and stuff. It's a Cosby sweater. Ish, but his were always Ish. solid sweaters. This yeah. is like an over, like a cardigan, you know? So uh, he's running along, and the Nihilists are chasing him with scissors. Giant scissors, because they're going to cut off his Johnson bet. But the scissors come from, like, when we're at Maud's apartment, she has a, one of her paintings is scissors. Or just scissors, yeah. Scissors on a red background, which is why the Nihilists are in red carrying scissors, because it's a recall from that. Uh, anyway, that's how shit like that always replays in this movie. So he's in his clothing during this because then the, the fantasy fades out and it's just him running down the road in Malibu, right? And the cops pull him over. And he's drunk and, or drugged in the bag and he's singing the theme song for Branded. And they throw him in the fucking police chief's office. And the only ID he has is his Ralph's card. Like All that's in his wallet is his Ralph's card and the dick drawing. <laughs> and the police chief's like, what the fuck is that? Uh, so, they, yeah, yells at him, like, Jackie, you know what I did? Jackie from his garden party. He pulls a lot of water around here. Uh, you know, so then it's like... You don't pull shit, Lebowski. You don't pull shit. Stay out of my Malibu. Stay out of my beach community, deadbeat. I don't like your jack-off face. face. I don't like your jack-off name, and I don't like you, jack-off. <laughs> fucking chucks a coffee mug and hits him in the face. Fucking fascist! Yeah. So, anyway, he gets kicked out, and then they, they put him in a fucking taxi and send him home. But he's sitting there, and it's the Eagles. It's peaceful, easy feeling. I want to sleep with you And so he's just like, can you change the station? Sure, hey, man, nice. fuck you. This is my music. You don't like my music? Get your fucking Look, cab. Look, man, I had a rough night, and I hate the fucking Eagles, man. So the cab driver pulls over, drags his ass out of the cab. And as he's standing on the side of the highway, what happens? But a convertible comes racing by. And in that convertible is Buddy. She's singing horribly. She's so fucking off key. She's so terrible to sing, but she's just singing along, having the time of her life, singing to Viva. And we make sure to zoom in down. She has all ten toes. That's right. All of her toes are there. Uh, So 
Dude finally gets home. He opens the door. Place is absolutely trashed. And he's like, God damn it. And he walks in, trips over that board he put down. This is a security measure. This was just a little funny Insult gag. Insult to injury. Yeah, exactly. Salt in that wound. And he's laying on the floor, and he looks up, and Maud stands before him. Jaffrey. Love, love me. And t- that's my robe. <laughs> <laughs> and so they totally fuck. They, like, totally they absolutely fuck. fuck. Total fuckage. Total fuckage? Total fuckage. Okay. Uh, you don't see in it. It, it. it cuts to after fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Straight to the after fuck. Tell there. me about yourself, Jeffrey. And so, they, yeah. Uh, I was one of the original authors of the uh, Port Huron Statement. Uh, original draft, not the compromised second copy. <laughs> uh, you heard of the Seattle Seven? No. No. Well, that was me. Uh, uh, six other people. I was in the music, <laughs> the music business. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Rody from Metallica, Ride the Lightning Tour. Bunch of assholes. Bunch of assholes. <laughs> Which they never had a ride, ride the lightning to her. Never, but... It was like the sound of something. The yeah, sound of some, but... Whatever he wh- said. Whatever he said never was an actual to her. But they loved the bit so much they would play that clip on the big screen at like the back of the stage. Like they would play it before shows sometimes. The clip from Lebowski. <laughs> oh, him, nice. Him talking about Metallica being a bunch of assholes. <laughs> uh, so he's got a sense of humor, so that's nice. Um, so he gets up to make a drink. Of course, you got to have yet another white Russian. That's right. And he comes back in, and she's, like, laying on her back doing a kind of a crab roll. He's like, what is that, yoga? It helps with conception. So he spits up, like, let me, let me tell you something about the dude. He's like, no, I want to get pregnant, but I don't want the father to have anything to do with the child. I don't want anybody with any interaction whatsoever. What's that, yoga? It increases the chances of conception. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, she just wants a donor. That's all. And he goes, oh, the doctor. I get it yeah. now. He's thorough. And it, thorough. Yeah, it's thorough. And yeah, it makes sense because now the baby doesn't have to change its name to the father's name. Well, it does, the same. but it's the same. Yeah. That's the same. It all works. I mean, you'd think Lebowski's a rare enough name. They're probably related, but apparently we're just not going to talk about that. So uh, she finally is like, okay, dad has no money of his own at all. Uh, was it his biggest weakness is vanity? Like I let him run some stuff, but he fucked it up, and he has he has nothing. So that's when dude's like, "Oh, that's fucking ding! interesting. That's fucking interesting. That's fucking interesting." Again, um, so he calls Walters like, "You gotta fucking come pick me up. This is an emergency. I know, dude, or I wouldn't have answered the phone." Um, but we got to go to Pasadena, which love Pasadena. Also, that's where Doc Brown's house is, but. So as he's waiting for Walter, he sees the blue bug and he decides to go com- confront this guy. And it's a private eye who's working for the Knudsons. Who the fuck are the Knudsons? Well, those are Bunny's parents sent him from their farm in Minnesota, which also is where Fargo took place. Or previous of movie. I wonder if that's how that. But it's like I, I brought a picture of the family farm supposed to make her homesick. It's like, well, wait till they see Carl Hungus. Yeah. How can <laughs> you keep her on the farm? With Carl Hungus. Um, so anyway, stay the fuck away from my lady friend. Walter pulls up. He's like, just just stay the fuck away from my... I'm just helping her conceive. Stay the fuck away from my special lady friend. Um, so then they drive off in the van. And then the van, you can see actually... We cut to the, the Nihilus sitting at IHOP. But you can see Walter's van turn the corner in the background. Oh, Through the really? window of IHOP, yeah. Because the dude is technically in every single scene of this movie... Including the IHOP scene, because he's in the van. You can see the sub-check security van turning 
Oh, in that I, like I never, I didn't that? notice yeah. it because you're you're paying attention to that Lincoln Barrel pancake. Lincoln Barrel pancake. Lincoln Barrel pig in blankets. Three pig in blankets. And then lingonberry pancakes. And then you and we then look down at a boot. And she has her boot cut open to make room for the fact that she has no toe. They cut off one of her girlfriend's toes for this. So now we get we found out the Big Lebowski kept the money. Didn't care if they killed Bunny or the dude, whatever. I get the money. Like, it's a freeway, basically. Like, I gave it to this guy. He was supposed to deliver it. So whatever. Nothing. None of it's on me. Right. Uh and I love as they're driving, like he's breaking this all down and the whole Jewish thing. He's like, dude, you, okay, I get you, it. You turned Jewish when you married, but you broke up fucking three years ago. Oh, so what do you say when you get divorced? You get a new license. You stop being fucking Jewish. <laughs> You're living in the past. 3,000 years of beautiful tradition from Moses to Sandy Koufax. You're goddamn right I'm living in the past. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it. The whole Jewish argument is great. Um, so they get to the mansion and Bunny's car is wrecked like up into the fountain and she's just dancing around in her underwear. Hey, where was she, man? Oh, she went to visit some, some family in Palm Springs and just didn't tell anybody. Oh, well, the Nihilists knew where she was. Uh. Um, so they go in and confront the big Lebowski and he leaves out the whole scheme, right? You fucking did this. You fucking stole this money. All you needed was a deadbeat to blame it on. And you had just met me, you human paraquat. And that is the only improvised line in the whole movie. Human paraquat. The human paraquat. That's oh, not what I, was, what I thought it was going to be. What did you think it was going to be? I thought it was going to be uh, after him and Maude were in bed and he like ends up inhaling part of the oh. joint. Just something in there. Oh, yeah. That seemed really authentic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe the inhalation was a mistake, but yeah. All so right. the human paraquat is the only improvised line. Who is this gentleman, dude? Who am I? I'm a fucking veteran. That's why. You shouldn't... So, yeah, Walter craw- tries to call him out on being... I've seen some spinals, dude. He's fucking faking it. Another Vietnam reference, and he picks him up and drops him and... Fucking gold breaker. Yeah, it's real. He actually... He's just laying there crying, and the dog comes put up him and down. licks his face. Yeah, I'll put him down. I'll put him down. Watch him walk. Nope. Nope. He falls he right down, like, plops down. Starts, starts bawling. <laughs> dog licks his face. Come on, help me get him back in his chair. Fucking Vietnam again, so... Um, all right, so now we're back at the bowling alley yeah. again. And Donnie's bowling, and this is the first time he's missed. All, all the times we've seen him bowl, he's always he got strikes. He leaves one little pin. This is the only time there's one pin, and you see his face. Huh. Interesting. So we get back to the, the table. Walter's again talking about Vietnam. The man in the black pajamas. Now that's a fucking adversary, dude. <laughs> uh, so they finally they leave They go outside Dude's car's on fire You're well, missing uh, the whole Jesus coming back Oh that's right Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You got that Hey What's this day of rest shit What's this bullshit I don't <laughs> fucking care It don't matter, it don't to, matter Jesus. to Jesus <laughs> I would have fucked, fucked you in the ass Saturday. Saturday I'll fuck you in the ass next Wednesday instead You got a day with the Jesus baby Woo <laughs> What's this day of rest shit it's fucking Bush League psych-out stuff. Laughable, man. Laughable, man. <laughs> John Turturro, absolute magic in this movie. All right, so you go outside. Do this conference. Well, they, they finally, finally did, did it, it, man. They killed my fucking car. And the nihilists are there, and they're still asking for the ransom. And Walter's like, no fucking ran- no hostage, no ransom. Those are the rules. <laughs> it's not fair. It's fair. not fair. Who are the fucking nihilists here, man? <laughs> We don't care. We still want the money, money Lebowski. Fuck you up. 
<laughs> so he's like, we take the money you have on you. And dude's like, I, I got $4. <laughs> and so Walter fucking winds up and launches his bowling ball, hits Flea right in the gut, takes him out, uh, grabs the second guy and bites his ear off, spits it up <laughs> in the air, and as it follows him down, he fucking... Yeah. Fucking anti-Semite knocks him out. What does he call him? Like a fucking freak with a nine-toed girlfriend? Yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Oh, fucking dipshit with a nine-toed woman. Um, and then one guy's standing there like, one of them has a fucking samurai sword. Yeah. And he's doing these stupid kicks like, I fuck you. I, I fuck you. I fuck. And, and the dude's just like, take the fucking four fucking dollars, man. Take the fucking four dollars. <laughs> and then Walter takes the radio and beats him over the head a bunch of times. And all. So Walter takes all three of these guys out. Good thing for Walter. And then Donnie's laying there like, oh, he's been shot. No shots were fired. He's having a heart attack. Call 911. I do it myself, but my heart's racing. I might pass out. <laughs> And so then we cut to the mortuary scene where they're trying to pick up Donnie's ashes. I was like, uh, excuse me, what is this? Uh, that's it's the our co- most moderately, that's modestly the, yeah, priced modestly pri- We don't need it. We're, we're scattering the ashes. Yeah, but you still have to get them out of here. Yeah, but this is $200. It is our most modestly priced receptacle. Let's go to Ralph's. Just because we're burritos, don't make us fucking saps! <laughs> Is there a Ralph's around here? Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then they're up. Uh, they're on a cliff in San Pedro. And he's got a fucking Folgers coffee can. And he gives a whole speech about from the Cliffs of La Jolla down to San Luis Obispo, whatever. Like, he does the whole thing. And there, But Don, in your wisdom, you took him, Lord. Yeah, like you took so many men on bunk in the Hill 43. Bunk it again, Vietnam. <laughs> in accordance with what we think your dying wishes might have been. <laughs> because they don't even know. We scatter your issues... Or your ashes into the Pacific Ocean, which you so love so much, Donnie. Donnie, who loved bowling. And he takes the lid off, and he fucking throws the ashes, and they all Good night, fly, sweet prince. fly back into the dude's face and just stand in there. Like, he didn't even flinch. Just... And Walter fakes it out, like taps on the bottom, even, <laughs> and then turns around and goes, Oh, I'm sorry. Dude. What the fuck, Walter? Finally confronts him about Vietnam. What the fuck does anything have to do with Vietnam? Fuck Vietnam! Dude, I'm sorry. What the fuck? Does anything have to do with Vietnam? Dude, I'm sorry. So then fuck they, fuck, they hug. It's like, fuck it, man. Let's go bowling. <laughs> and so they get to the bowling alley again. We got Dead Flowers, the town, Towns Van Zant version, which is not the original version, but as far as I'm concerned, it should be. It's the far superior version. Um, and they're sitting there, and he's eating popcorn, you know, and uh, sees a stranger at the bar again. You know, it strikes and gutters, you know. Sometimes you eat the bar and, uh, well, you Sometimes. know. Sometimes. Mm, okay. You know. All right. Take her easy, dude. I know that you will. Yeah, well. I'll take some comfort in that. The dude abides, which is my shirt. Yes, that's where we that's get the right. line. The dude abides. Well, I don't know about you, but I take comfort in that. I also happen to know that there's a little about Well, first he goes way. like, oh, I didn't like seeing Donnie go. I didn't I, like seeing Donnie go, yeah. But I happen to know there's a little Lebowski. Like, oh, yeah, Donnie yeah. gets to die, but we get a little Lebowski. That's right. So fuck Donnie, just remember. That's the way life keeps on perpetuating itself down through the ages. Uh, well, listen to me. I'm, I'm, I'm rambling again. I'm rambling again. Uh, so anyway, uh, sign off. I'll catch you later on down the trail. See them tumbling down. Yeah, and we end with that. Drifting along with the tumbling, tumbling.
that's the end of the movie right there. That's right. And that is the big Lebowski. Now, I wanted to play this. I don't know. I, we have two minutes and 14 seconds, but I wanted to play the fucking short version for everybody. The short version of? No, the fucking short version of the big Lebowski. Okay. Where they literally take just all the fucks. All the fucks. And it takes two minutes and 14 seconds. That's true. Enjoy for your listening pleasure. All right. All the fucks in the big Lebowski. Fucking fuck. Fucking fuck. Fuck. Fucking fuck. Fucking fuck 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 Please keep your voices down. This is a family restaurant. Fucking 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 fuck. Fucking fucking fuck fucking fucking fuck. 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 The fuck are you talking about? Fuck fucking fuck 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 fucking fucking fuck fucking 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 fuck fucking 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 That's Jeez. That's wow. Isn't that great? I knew you'd like it. Wonderful. I knew you'd fucking like it. I fucking love it. Fucking fuck. Fuck. Fucking fucking fuck. 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 Fucking fuck. 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 All right. So let's go around the horn here. Thoughts on the Big Lebowski? Well, let me tell you one thing here. Now, there's no way I'm never not rewatching this. Matter of fact, I thought I had the DVD somewhere, but apparently I didn't have the DVD. And, um, it's not a big deal because I went and I just bought it again. I bought the four the four K edition on ah. Google Play for fifteen bucks, you know, and it's it's absolutely worth it for sure. And as you grow uh, as you grow with this movie, you learn more about it, and it's fun sure. to learn the history. It's a cult classic. I don't think it did too well at no, first, I, but it I grew think to appreciation. Theatrically, it was a complete fucking failure. Fucking fuck, 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 but fuck. But then, fuck. like once it hit home video, it really took off. Yeah, VHS really uh, sold this thing. That's right. So I'm going to give this a solid, very high solid, a five out of five rewatches. Five out of five rewatches. Yes. You'd rewatch it five times? That's right. So it definitely gets a a strong rewatch. I'd probably rewatch it five times a year, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) It definitely deserves all that. Yeah. All right. Brandon? This is a great movie. Uh, It's well written. I know the Coen brothers, they really... Uh, like even the what you would think is like a non-significant character 
mm. comes back into play later. Or, you know, like the George right. Bush uh, clip right. or whatever, where that line at, at, at the moment oh, doesn't right. seem like anything, but it comes back later. Just we little talking shit about like that you think is there for nothing comes back. And you're not always going to catch those every always, time. Yeah. So you watch it again, you're going to catch something else. It's the film that keeps giving. For sure. So like you guys a, didn't even know about the van and the IHOP yeah, scene. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, so I'll I'm definitely see it, a, it next time. I'm going to give it a 4.9 because there's no such thing as perfection. Oh, there we go. There's always room for improvement. All right, now. he gets a rewatch. So rewatch. I mean, obviously, yes. I'm gonna. I'm gonna call this three rewatches. Ow! Perfect score. I mean, it's fucking Big Lebowski. It's one of my favorite movies. I don't know if it's this or Rocky, but Rocky has six of them, so I feel like that's cheating. So. Either this or Rocky, my, my favorite, but fucking Big Lebowski. I mean, my God, this movie is just so fantastic too in great, every too single good, way. Too good. Yes, absolutely. Perfect rewatch score, as I pretty strongly assumed it would be. So go the fuck out there and rewatch fucking Big fucking Lebowski. And the first to tell us what that fourth note was on the yeah, Larry Sellers right in, note. Email us at... The rewatch, the rewatch party, party at, at gmail.com gmail. or tweet us at, tweet is at rewatch party underscore no. the no it's rewatch underscore the uh, rewatch, rewatch underscore, underscore the. the or email us rewatch party gmail you gotta tell us what that fourth note was and you will win a signed copy also just let us DVDs know in general we if we can about. change that URL for Twitter we, I'm sure yeah. we could I don't know how I ended up with the underscore the and I don't like it let's change that shit uh, so anyway that does it this week uh, woo if you like what you heard, let us know. Let the internet know. Rate, review, download a whole bunch. You know, give us all them downloads. Tell your friends to download a bunch. Even if they don't listen to it, just download it for fuck's sake. That's you, can right. de- you can delete it from your phone later. Just give it the downloads, right? Jesus. Yeah. Uh, join us next week as we uh, take down bank fraud with the super sexy actors Christian Bale, Brad Pitt, Ryan Gosling, and then Steve Carell for some reason. <laughs> uh, in The Big Short. Until then, I'm Nick with Los and Brandon, and Bye. thanks for rewatching. Good night, sweet prince. Michael, how are you? I found something really interesting. The whole housing market is propped up on these bad loans. They will fail. The housing market is rock solid. It's a time bomb. So Mike Burry, who gets his hair cut at Supercuts and doesn't wear shoes, knows more than Alan Greenspan. Dr. Mike Burry, yes he does. You know what? I'm pissed off. American people are getting screwed by the big banks. And I am getting madder and madder. It's unbelievable. Then this guy walks into my office and says, There's some shady stuff going down. All the banks were having a big old party. A few outsiders saw what no one else could. The whole world economy might collapse. I'm sure the world's banks have more incentives than greed. You're wrong. No one's paying attention. The banks got greedy. And we can profit off of their stupidity. You want to bet against the banks? I think we're either high or having a stroke. Kind of brilliant. 
fraud has never ever worked. Eventually, things go south. When the hell did we forget all that? How can the banks let this happen? It's fueled by stupidity. But that's not stupidity, that's fraud. Tell me the difference between stupid and illegal and I'll have my wife's brother arrested. <laughs> <laughs> Any idea what you just did? You just bet against the American economy. If you're wrong, you can lose it all. The banks and defraud the American people. Now we can kick them in the teeth. Okay, here we go. You target strippers with bad loans. Mm -hmm. No cash rich. Not going to be able to refinance. On all my loans? What do you mean all your loans? I have five houses. And a condo.